In this episode, your Papa Dave and Uncle Derek are counting down our Fab 15 U2 songs. Stick around after the after the intro music. I'm your host, Eric Brink, and you're listening to Empty Check-In. Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek and Papa Dave. He's uh, he's leaning into that. Uh, we're coming at you with a new Fab 15. Things going to be a good one. We're doing the Fab 15 U2 songs this time. Uh, our Fab 15 U- U2 songs. Your Fab 15 U2 songs might be completely different, assuming you like U2. That's the great thing about the Fab 15. It's uh, never the same for any two people, uh, except for the two of us, I guess, in the final list. That uh, That is the same. Right. But uh, that's maybe the worst I've ever explained the concept. <laughs> I like it. Run with it. Run with it? Okay. Stick with it. Thanks. Uh, I will, I guess. I am buying time, scrolling through my phone, looking for the list of websites that I should really have memorized by now. Uh, Dave, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Hi, kids, by the way. Good to be with you all again. Nice to uh, be back on the Fab 15 and the old podcast here. Shut up, I found it. Okay, good. If you want to read Dave's blog, which he published uh, a new one of today, it's called Mondaves with Dave, Uh, his blog is over at davidbrink.home.blog, writes something new every Monday or pretty close to it. You are going to hear potentially weird sounds coming through the microphones. Yes. Uh, What reminded me to tell you that is like right now, somebody just started mowing his lawn. So, sorry, I'm not going to address that. Just kind of, kind of, kind of have to live with that. Yeah. Well, today is July third, so yeah, it's the you're beginning going to of the holiday. Probably get today. some fireworks. Yeah. And it's interesting that we're on the most American of holidays, discussing one of the most Irish of bands. So that's kind of a. It's it's on, on par for us, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, David Brink home dot blog. That's uh, Dave's blog. You should check it out. Mondays with Dave writes things every Monday or pretty close to it. Right. Uh, the show. If you like the show, it has a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. It's on all of the apps, including the one that you're listening to it on now. If it's not on your app of choice, let me know. First of all, let me know how you're hearing this. But then also let me know what app you would like it on, and I will get it there. The odds are it was there, and somebody changed the rule and didn't tell me. If you like me, and who wouldn't, go on over to DerekBrink.com. You can read about me and my music career there. Speaking of my music career, if you want to take any of the songs that you hear in the show with you uh, after you're done listening to this, I was, I was going to say if you want to take any of them home, but you probably are home. Uh, my music is available for free <laughs> at DerekBrink.Bandcamp.com. All you do is enter zero or more as your purchase price, and you can have it. I don't collect your email address. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it. And if you want to email me and talk to me about things probably related to the lists we make and things like that, tell me where I'm wrong or right or what your thoughts are or things I should talk about or should never mention again. The email address is db, my initials, db at derekbrink.com. I reply to everybody who isn't mean to me in their email. 
So, we've uh, got uh, a Fab 15 here yeah. for you tonight. Can I add a, another plug? Real Please. Quick? Oh, yes. I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, on uh, Spotify, I am Papa Dave, which, why wouldn't I be, right? Sure. But I have all of a uh, version, anyway, of the final lists of all the episodes so far. Um, you know, we have the number one, and then kind of the rest of the list is there, so... I kind of filled in the blanks on that. So for all of the music-based Fab 15s we've done, I've got something. I couldn't figure out how to do a movie one, so no. I'll let that go. <laughs> and then the soundtracks one, I uh, didn't put the whole soundtrack of each of them, but I sure thought about it. <laughs> but uh, there's one song to represent each soundtrack. Sure. So they're kind of weird list, but it's fun. And then when you're done listening to the episode, you can listen to the list if you can find me on yeah. Spotify. Um, Papa Dave, so P-A-P-A, that's how it's spelled, Papa Dave, um, uh, Spotify, and while, when we're done with this, I'll uh, put up the U2 one when we're a little closer, when we're ready to go live. Let me know when it goes up, and I'll put that up too. Absolutely. And then uh, next time I'll tell you about my the archive we're working on. I, mean, I don't know if that's... Uh, well, I can mention it anyway. Yeah, you can mention so I'm going to do yeah. a... Uh, I don't have uh, the exact name of it yet, but uh, soon... On Instagram, I'm going to be doing my uh, t-shirt archive, because I've been collecting t-shirts since I was very young, since uh, probably since the 80s. I have t-shirts going back, most of them rock-related and music-related, uh, others that were just funny or popular at the time, places I visited, that kind of thing. So if you like t-shirts and that kind of thing that's interesting to you, uh, check that out. Look for me on Instagram. My regular account is official Dave Brink. Uh, on Instagram, but it'll probably, I'm leaning toward like, I don't know, Papa Dave's t-shirt archive, but uh, that'll be up soon, and maybe by the time this is actually done, you can throw an address in there during the, or something. We'll maybe, yeah, I don't know. Probably not, but we'll try. Anyway, I'll give, I'll give you all the rest of that info <laughs> when it's ready. Please we can do. probably skip that over that part. But A little anyway. bit of it. Do you want to promote four more things? <laughs> um... <laughs> No, but if something comes to mind, I'll, okay. I'll let you know. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that the Spotify thing was uh, fully ready for everybody. I actually found you on there myself. I went looking. So, yeah, as far as I know, they should be available to yeah. uh, see and download. If it's not, let me know, and I'll yeah. figure something out. But, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it wasn't that hard. I mean, there are a few Papa Daves out there, but sure. it wasn't that hard to find you. Just kind of, I mean, just knew what to look for. I mean, you've got Fab 15 written in titles and stuff. So. Yeah, so it's all, and that's almost all the uh, playlists, I think, are exclusively Fab 15 stuff. That's kind of why yeah. that account exists. So, yeah. you know, check it out and listen to the uh, playlists yeah. with the show. It'll be there a good time. Go. It's uh, It'll be a good, weird time. <laughs> uh, we, we have had some odd lists. Getting weirder. Yeah. Oh, I, every day. Uh, next episode will be Fab 15 Neighbors Who Start Mowing Their Lawn at 8 p.m. What is that guy <laughs> doing? What is he doing? Uh, so sorry if everybody's listening to that. Although I've noticed that a lot of the things that I think that you all can hear, you can't. So, right. you know, maybe this is all for nothing, but it's bothering me because I have to edit this later. I'm just wondering what's going to happen. But uh, let's get into the actual like show of the show. Good idea. Uh, we are doing the Fab 15 U2 songs. By now, most of you probably know the concept, but what the basic concept of the Fab 15, we pick a subject, in this case the Fab 15 U2 songs, or songs by U2, however you want to say it, and we each construct a list of our 15 favorite, or at least most significant to us, or whatever, songs, 
and we we don't know each other's lists going in until we sit down here and record the episode and we reveal the lists to each other. We compare notes, we uh, take suggestions, and we eventually construct our final 15. We land on an agreed number one, and then everything else just kind of eh, whatever order you want it in. Because this show ends up being kind of long sometimes, and if we tried to do all 15, we'd, like, we'd still be on the first episode of this. Right. So <laughs> that's that's the basic concept. We're doing you two right now because uh, that was actually my choice. We each of us chooses. We kind of alternate choosing topics. Yeah. Wasn't really. We didn't discuss that. It just kind of ended up that way. We just ended up alternating topics, uh, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, I picked the U two topic just because U two U two is one of those bands that everybody kind of knows. They're. I mean, they're for years they've gotten comparison to like modern day Beatles type. You know. Yeah. level of uh, of just household name. Uh, but also U2, every time they put something out, they kind of have a new moment of, you know, being revitalized and people talking about U2 again. They're one of those bands like, oh, every album they release is a, is a comeback album. They're just, it, just, it seems. Yeah. Um, or at least pretty close. And they're... They're having kind of another moment right now. Part of that is that uh, Bono released his book, uh, his sort of autobiography, um, and the the band also released Songs of Surrender, which is an album reworking their old songs into kind of new presentations, largely acoustic or very kind of sparse, you know, type tones. A couple different versions of that out there. There's like, a, I think, a two-disc and a four-disc. There's a one-disc. And there's a one-disc. If, uh, if you're going to listen to that and you don't get the four disc what are you doing you know is my opinion but because uh, you're going to miss out on something cool so just get the four disc it's pretty cheap uh, I think I got mine for like 35 bucks for yeah, four CDs yeah it's not expensive yeah. um, and you'll, you're not going to like everything on it or the arrangements of everything sure and if you're somebody that says well the, it that doesn't like when bands do that then skip it but, yeah sure um, there was a lot of Songs I was surprised by on it that I liked, and then things that I thought I would like and didn't. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good listen. I don't know if it's essential or not, but it's right. Uh, you know, if you're a fan or if you just like to hear things in a different way, yeah, pick it up. It's where it's it's worth having. Yeah, it's one of those things in the way that U two does that is kind of polarizing, and that. I've heard people Most say, of "Oh, I don't polarize yeah, at this absolutely. point." absolutely. But I've I've heard people completely dismiss this as, "Oh, it's a cash grab." It's you know, why why did they even why would they mess with what was already great? You know, and I've also heard people like, "Oh, this is my new favorite U two album," and uh, which I actually have I I like it a lot, but I wouldn't go that far because like it's dependent on all of the other albums, you know? So, like, it's... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not really new. Yeah. But um, it also... Like, it's it, ineligible for my top ten list. Yeah, it, all, it almost helps uh, if you Sorry. know... It helps if you know the old albums. You don't have to. Uh, there are songs there that were from albums I don't actually own, so I didn't really know it. Sure. Or I'd forgotten it one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, you know, it helps. It's just... It's an odd record, but... Uh, apart from that, they're also uh, opening a new venue in Vegas. Yeah, the Sphere. The Sphere, yeah. yeah. So they're playing Octung Baby, I think. Um, yeah, and Octung Baby based shows yeah. anyway. And yeah, which, I think they're playing all that album and then a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, which uh, for like which I would love to. I would love yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a residency. I don't think I'm going to so. be able to get out there to do it. but yeah, I would I'd, love to see it. Well, and neither is Larry Mullen Jr. But <laughs> well, he's got stuff. He's busy. Yeah, he's he's apparently recovering from an injury, but. 
uh, or a surgery, something like that. But, I don't know. I didn't really hear the reasoning. Yeah, he, I believe he had some kind of back or neck issue, one of the two. Mm. Uh, one of those things that would make it hard to drum. Sure. So, you know. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, they're doing a residency in Vegas. It just seems like there's a lot of U2 in the rock and roll discussion right now. And I thought this was, I mean, it was somewhat inevitable that we would eventually do a U2 list because we both like U2 and they're just one of those bands that you're going to, if you've got a list-based show, you're going to talk about them at some point. Yeah, sure. It seemed like this was a good point. Uh, even though I think within the next couple of years, they're probably going to have another album, you know, and then who right. knows what happens to the list. Uh, they're in their songs uh, era right now. They did Songs of Innocence, Songs of Experience, Songs of Surrender. They've got, like, I think another two at least planned out with the songs title, which... I understand that because they like they've said, oh, we're doing it. We're naming it that way, like the Psalms. I'm like, okay, mm. I, I get it. Okay, but also it's confusing. <laughs> like, I don't know which album well, is which anymore. It's confusing, and it's kind of uh, after a while, it's like, okay, let's do something different here. Yeah, guys, you know. So yeah, um, I thought "Innocence and Experience" was a good double. Yeah, yeah. Title, but mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of tired of it now, honestly. So it's, yeah, let's maybe name the next and one. And you two is a polarizing band, anyway. We're talking Absolutely. about polarizing. Um, apart from, I mean, taking the political stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, you have fans of you two that won't listen to anything past the first few records. Yeah. Just think, you know, that's what U2 is. They're not U2 anymore. Yeah. Um, there are people who jump down in the middle that, you know, the old stuff, it's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, there's at least one or two albums that kind of nobody likes and mm-hmm. <laughs> or very few people like anyway. Sure. Other than maybe Bono. And that's... Uh, <laughs> Or maybe Edge. I don't know. One of them. Um, one of those guys has to like it, right? Yeah. Uh, so there were, but I also find it to be somewhat of a gen, not the entire, not exclusively, but somewhat of a generational band. Yeah. And that a lot of the millennials that I know and people of that age really are not fans. They don't like it. They don't get it. They don't understand why. Sure. U two is this huge band. You know, they don't argue with it. I know. I don't know too many people that hate them, but they don't get it. Whereas I do know some people a little bit younger than that, they're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Yeah. So it's uh, really uh, X on up likes you too. Yeah, and yeah. then um, mm-hmm. it's kind of sporadic after that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're along that age group and you're a big U2 fan, then, you know, good for you. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not, that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, the political thing divides people. I know mm-hmm. a guy who U2 was his favorite band till Bono became Bono and he won't listen <laughs> to any of it including the old stuff and he's wow. still mad about it. Like, dude, let it go. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it's really this is a divisive band which I think is part of the fun. Yeah. And I think that's part of what makes a band good is that we can talk about them and uh, discuss it and be miles away and but you're still at the same concert. <laughs> I agree. So, there you go. Did, have you watched the thing they did with David Letterman? The uh... I have not had a chance and now I can't find it on oh, Disney. Yeah. I'm sure it's there somewhere, but probably uh, I, I can't find. It. I didn't what, have a chance. What is and it? Then a by kind the... of homecoming, a sort of whatever the name of that sort song of homecoming. Is. I think. Sort of home, yeah. yeah, and then um, yeah, I have had every intention to, and yeah. for whatever reason, it just never happened. There's a there's a moment in that where uh, Letterman asks Bono that like he, he addresses the politics part of it and just kind of says have you you have you it basically says have you ever been embarrassing to the rest of the band and Bono goes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he points out a couple of things that politically he did that I don't remember who it was but some uh, high ranking Republican official he did a deal with to help something environmental. I don't remember what it was exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Edge just kind of said to him, "What, whatever you do, don't... He can't come to a U2 show. He can't... You can't have him as a guest at a U2 show. 
and I was like, so I invited him as a guest to a YouTube show, <laughs> and and so it was, it was one of those moments where you go, oh, he knows, yeah, he knows how irritating he is. That helps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know? well, it does and it doesn't because it's interesting because during the whole uh, you know Zoo TV era, yeah, Bono was basically this character, the fly or whatever it was called, yeah, um, that basically parodied or exaggerated the rock star character and the self-important everything. Yeah. And then Bono became that. Yeah, he accidentally became the biggest rock I mean, star in the world. Yeah, he was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was there anyway. He just didn't know it. And it yeah. was fine when he didn't know it, but then he knew it, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, it's mm. Bono's being Bono. Yeah. Um, trouble is, I agree with him a lot. Not on everything, but sure. I agree with him a lot. Sure. Um, not always to the same level. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. Um, I agree with him a lot, so I don't have a problem with Bono's. Just every once in a while you go, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I do find myself going, he's right, we should do something about that. Oh, shit, right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I gotta yeah. fix my schedule. I you gotta know. work. Yeah, it's, <laughs> there's, uh, yeah no. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, so. my favorite quote about, this will be one of the few times I curse on your show. Okay. My favorite quote I ever read it's a about. Quote, so you're, you're yes, absolved. Ever, I ever read about you two. I don't remember who said it. It was in one of those books about rock and roll. Sure. That you, you know, they go through and talk about different bands. This was in the late 80s, I think it was. But, sure. Uh, the U2 entry started with, if U2 weren't so full of shit, they wouldn't be half as good as they are. Yeah, that's about right. And I love that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a great quote for anybody, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. that really, you know, even if you take out the politics of it, that still hits home yeah. with yeah. those guys. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do anything artistic or creative, you have to be your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. That, that is required. And you won't find a bigger fan of Bono than Bono. But also but also in a way that I, I see him in interviews and things, and I see him kind of going, yeah, yeah look, I, I know what I am, and I'm sorry about that, but I am what I am. Right. <laughs> I, there is a little bit of that Irish humility that creeps in there, mm-hmm. that you aren't entirely sure exactly how much of it he means, uh, but, but he at least seems self-aware about the whole thing, you know? Right. And that's that's kind of nice, but uh, we could sit here and talk about the ins and out of the band, you know, for yeah. <laughs> for forever. Uh, well, some of that'll probably creep in the list anyway. So. Absolutely, but I mean, just I, one of those bands that, regardless of where you stand on them, you end up talking about them, right? You know, and that's sort of what we're doing now. I mean, me personally, musician, songwriter, guitar player, if. Edge's tone hadn't been what like if Edge didn't use effects the way that he used them, I would have had to find out how to do that myself, you know, because like that is so much like what he does with his effects and his tone and stuff is so much a part of my playing, yeah, that like I don't even realize it. But like I'll like I've had a lot of people like I put out an album in March and there were a couple of songs that people have talked to me about and said, Yeah, you've really got an Edge thing going there with the you know the echoes and stuff, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Well, I mean, I you, forget how huge an influence he is. Well, YouTube's been so ubiquitous for ubiqu- ubiquitous. That's the word. Yeah, for so long yeah. that if you were a fan of any points, gotta rub off on you a little bit. Yeah, in some way. Yeah. Well, and I came up in the '90s. I mean, I would have been a teenager in the '90s, mm-hmm. where uh, Octung Baby was yeah. the album that everyone had. Sure. You know, like it was one of the most talked about, most, you know, just biggest albums in the world in the time that it was out. And, 
you know, I liked U2 well enough, I guess, going into that, mm -hmm. but that exploded, and I went, oh my god. <laughs> like, well, that's what everybody did, yeah. um, or most of us did anyway, uh, except for the people who that was our last straw and wouldn't follow U2 anymore. Sure. Um, but I think most of them were a little bit later than that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when you, when Akutong Baby came out, it freaked people out a little bit, yeah. but it also confused everyone, because yeah. they'd just come off of, I think, Rattle and Hum. Uh, yeah, which is is a, what what where what is this now? Or how did yeah. this happen? Uh, there well, was rattle and there hum was, itself is a little confusing. It is, but there's but there wasn't really much of a connector. Yeah, you know, usually you know bands have a album in the middle that connects things, and it's sure. usually not very successful. Then the big one comes along. Sure, they skip that part. I think they think that's what rattle and hum was. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, there. So it's very. Um, yeah, it was very, very, so people didn't know what to do with it at first, but yeah, right. it wound up being one of the biggest records. It's a great record. One of my personal top 10 records. Wow. Um, okay. Forever. So yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was going with this, but mm. that. That's actually an interesting, <laughs> that's actually an interesting question. I've got it written down in the margin here. I was thinking maybe we'd do this toward the end, but favorite U2 album? Well, Octone, Octone Baby. Baby. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I uh, bounce around a little bit. I, I lean heavily into the latter-day U2 stuff. I like the old stuff. Sure. But, like, I kind of came into U2 at, at Octone Baby. So sure. So that there and onward is where my heart really is with them. Uh, I d don't know that I can... It, it's one of those things, like, a, a great album isn't always, you know, song after song after... Like, the way an album is constructed is different from, I can point to all these different songs that are perfect. Yes, exactly. You know? I think if I went with favorite album, it might be No Line on the Horizon. That's a really good one. It's either that, or it might be uh, All That You Can't Leave Behind, one of the two. It's another real good one. Uh, those, like, those two albums both grabbed me at exactly the right time when they came mm -hmm. out, and that's actually the only time I've ever seen you two was on the uh, uh, No Line Tour. Yeah. You've seen them twice, right? Yes. Yeah, it's because you saw them in I the October, the... maybe. Uh, yeah, the Zoo, Zoo TV, TV tour. Yeah. Which I think I was supposed to go to, and then you took someone else. <laughs> Does that seem familiar? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. I, I do. I, I do not recall. I I remember not going to that and being mad. <laughs> like I don't in, remember like in you... a way that like uh, not uh, like not in the way of like oh I missed going to that like I was supposed to go to that mad. <laughs> I don't remember you supposed to go, but I don't remember if you were ever had a specifically had a. T I don't remember how that. Yeah, went I don't down. either. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how that went down. I bought. I, I remember. I'm not you, still carrying. I remember around. you were <laughs> upset about it, and I brought yeah. you a T-shirt, but yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't remember um, all the details to that. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not still carrying it around. But I do, I remember when that tour came through and it was at Bush Stadium and yeah. you know huge and crazy. And I bumped into a bunch of people I knew just because everyone went to see you too. Uh, I, I remember being at that. They started with, like, the set was front-loaded with a bunch of Octone Baby. I was like, finally! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, finally I'm hearing them do this stuff. Oh, at the uh, No Line Tour, yes. Yeah, No Line mm -hmm. Tour, yeah. I may have said that wrong, but my apologies, if so. But uh, fun live band, fun, you know, album yeah. band. And it, can and, we talk you know. about the fact that they do actually play live? They just have a lot of effects? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that they do the musicians under the stage thing. In the um, amount of, like, that's where their keyboard player is. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, they have an offstage keyboard player is fairly obvious. Yeah. Or they're running a keyboard yeah, track. Yeah, But they are not... And even if, even if the keyboard player is mimicking some of what the guitar is doing or whatnot, which I have no doubt that happens. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, I, like, at that show, I heard Edge mess up. Yeah, you know? I mean, the thing, <laughs> they, they are playing live. They're not, they're not miming. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of effects. There's a lot of extra parts that yeah, you there's drum loops that piped happen. in. Sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, there's a big debate right now on rock and roll about what's acceptable and what's not for tracks and right. how many bands you're miming. If you're miming and nothing is coming out of your instrument or voice, yeah. that's bad. Yeah. If you're playing everything live, for better or worse, that's good. Mm -hmm. If you're in the middle, you're playing a live show, and you just have a few keyboard sounds, you know, a few sounds, a few effects, a few loops, something like that, just to enhance, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Um, you know, but... You know, I've seen them before. I've seen enough uh, footage as well. Yeah. So that, yeah, they're playing live. They've just got, you know, they've got sound guys that know what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, they've got some effects and stuff. So it's it's mostly live. Yeah. So I'm okay I with that. So. You know, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm so. now yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, and, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe somebody can prove it to me and okay, fine. Mm. But, um, as far as I can tell, yeah, they're long. I mean, you can tell when Bono's singing live because he's... Oh, yeah, there's no way missing. to not... Yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, he's... And it's not that he's missing a whole lot of notes. It's just that his voice gets a little gruff at, yeah, at yeah. certain points, as, as anyone's does. Yeah, and, and it just varies things. There are times yeah. where he changes lyrics, mm -hmm. you know, even. And, yeah, you can tell that that's definitely live. And, yeah, so, uh, you know, because I'm a big... Uh, a, a big proponent of bands actually playing live. Sure. I'm kind of getting tired of the... You know, people faking it thing. I mean, you gotta yeah. fake it on TV sometimes because that's rules, but... Sure. Um, yeah, so when I know a band is getting a little bit too much flack, I like to, you know, say, hey, now wait a minute, let's look at this a little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. so... Um, so unless somebody can absolutely prove me wrong, yeah, then you know I just just say you know yes they're playing live just with help. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, uh, we are a half hour into the show. We haven't named a song yet. <laughs> All right, well let's let's start doing that then. I yeah, guess. we probably should. Uh, but folks at home, you can tell there's just a lot you can talk about with this band because there's uh, it's just one of those bands that. I mean, whatever, as I said earlier, whatever your feeling is on them, you're going to end up talking about them. And if you like the band, you end up learning a lot. <laughs> and as you have experienced thus far. But we do, do need to get into the list and figure out where we stand on this. I think we're actually going to have a lot in common. You said you have a bunch of uh, runners-up or a bunch of honorable mentions. Well, yeah, just because I... Made a list and then realized, oh, I forgot, you know, a couple of big ones when mm. I just scribbled off things that came into mind. Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, I like that. And then I started thinking about some of the other stuff. I was like, well, and so I wound up making this in giant, this humongous list and going, where did that come from when I pretty much thought I was done? Yeah. And all of a sudden, okay. now there's, you know, usually it's the opposite. I read a whole bunch of it and whittle it down. Yeah. This just kept expanding. So it's like, That's all right. I have a, a reasonable amount of honorable mentions, but I think I there are. This is one of those bands that has a few gimmies, you know. So I think we'll have a couple of the gimmies in common for a sure. A couple, but uh, some of their gimmies I don't like. So oh, that's interesting. So you lean more into what you like than what belongs on the list. <laughs> um, I think it's a good mix. Okay, I think I've got. But a I don't think I have too. anything on here that doesn't belong on the list. Okay, but, same. Um, yeah. You know, with you two, uh, either I like the album or I don't. Yeah. And if I don't like the album, ninety percent of the time there's only like one, maybe two songs on it that I do. Oh, like. this is going to be interesting. Actually, yeah. I think. So I know um, what albums you like. Yeah. <laughs> and what you don't. And which one I don't. But then, and which one. Which one. And one specifically that I really yeah. don't like, yeah. other than 
Uh, but there are a few songs from it on That's there, interesting. So. I think people are going to be disappointed with my list until the top five. I'll <laughs> be oh, then... mad at my list, too, but that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Actually, I've got, I've got some pretty big hits on here, so I think we'll do all right. Okay. Okay. Well, on that note, why don't we get started? What is your number 15? Uh, my number 15, uh, and I don't know that there's really a specific reason a lot of these are where they are. It just kind sure. of seem like that where that's just kind of where they wound up. I've got that a lot, too. Uh, but number 15 is stuck in a moment you can't get out of. Uh, and my honorable mentions. Okay, there you go. And that's yeah. a great song. Yeah, and, and and that's really a lot of these I don't know that I have a lot to say about because sure. they, kind, they kind of speak for themselves. And if you start analyzing some of these songs, you know, they you take the life out of them and, and they get boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, just that title, well, who hasn't had that? Yeah. You know, who isn't from time to time just, uh, you know, you're in a rut, you can't get out of it. Um, sometimes you kind of realize, like, I've spent the last however many years doing this. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't. Yeah. I never wanted this to begin with. Um, or just you know things are supposed to get better and they're just not. You're just saying. So I think it's an instantly relatable song. Um, it's a really well done song. I think it's got kind of a gospel feel to it. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah just a really great song. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Uh, it's one of those uh, uh, like. I was surprised to learn how much of that Edge sings. Yeah. Because he does the bridge. He does the... Well, he's always done that. Yeah, but he, like that entire... I just, not having seen it done live, like, oh, he sings all of that. He's, he's doing yeah. the entire falsetto section. Like, I didn't know that. Uh, and that's one of those songs where I... I rhythmically, it's fascinating. Because, mm-hmm. like, none of, none of the vocals are on any kind of logical beat. It's a, you've got to get yourself together. You got stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. Where is one in the beats of that? You know, like, yeah. how do you count that? It's it, They play with rhythm really interesting in the vocal of that. And you were, you're right to draw the gospel music uh, comparison uh, that's that's present in a lot of their music. I don't think... Sure. It's easy to miss that, I mean, people always talk about the spirituality of music and whatever band you're talking about, even if it's anti-spiritual. Uh, but, like, it's easy to miss that U2 was, like, virtually a Christian band. Very close. I, they, you Not know, exactly, but, yeah. yeah. They, uh, the uh, thing they did with Letterman, they get kind of deep into talking about that. And, like, well, yeah, gospel's all over the, you know. Uh, I did James Mason instead of Bono there. But yes, the gospel's all over the music of you too. <laughs> That's there's not much difference. No, there's really not. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of so yeah. When you hear those little inflections of gospel music, or you hear you know, stuff like that, or you hear a lyrical passage, that you're like, well, that sounded like it was about God. Yeah, it probably was. Uh, the end of yeah, it's the very uh, intentional. It's not. Yeah, the end even of the, if it's not can't... about God, they, oh, it's it's alluded to a lot just to yeah. make you kind of think yeah. about it yeah you know i mean they've got a song called yahweh yeah you know and they've got and like the end of uh the all you can't leave behind album has grace on it which mm-hmm. is absolutely the gospel wake up dead man wake up dead man is calling another good for, example yeah, calling yeah. for a, they've just know, always a, done that like they started out as a band that was playing like youth revivals and stuff yeah. and now they're you too well yeah you <laughs> know i mean they're not pushing it down your throat and they're questioning right. it. They're questioning it as much as they're celebrating it. Yeah. Which, which is, is I think, why where, the universe, yeah, yeah. where the universal part of it comes from. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, that's my number 15. Yeah, that's a <laughs> very good number 15. Stuff. Uh, almost, that's actually the first one on my honorable mentions list. Cool. Well, what's, uh, what's uh, your 15, then? Uh, my number 15 is uh, kind of a new one. I've, Like I said, my heart with you 2 lies in the later stuff. Uh, off the uh, Songs of Experience album, uh, Get Out of Your Own Way. It's on my honorable mentions. It's on honorable mentions, yep. okay. Uh, I, I, I really don't have that much to say about that. I mean, like you said, I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, and on the one that you didn't have a lot to say about, I ended up saying a lot. So, <laughs> so pressure's That's on, not Dave. not gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> um, get out of your own way. Uh, I, first of all, good advice, just in that title, Get Out of Your Own Way. Which kind of sounds like a sequel to Stuck in a Moment. In a lot honestly. of ways, yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, they kind of sister songs, that. I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, get out of your own way. Just excellent advice. That's something I need to hear constantly because I overthink things all the time. Uh, it's part of the reason I'm an insomniac. I can't sleep because just too much is going on. I'm like, well, what if this happens? And there's no chance that that's going to happen, but I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, get out of your own way is great advice. But also, just as I was working on this list, and by the way, this week was not my first draft of this list. I've been drafting this list on and off for probably months. Actually, probably since St. Patrick's Day when Songs of Surrender came out, I went, that'd be a good list, and I just started. Uh, yeah, I mean, you contacted me about it a few weeks back, and yeah. we just haven't been able to make it work due to varying uh, issues, but yeah, so... Yeah. It, it's that, that song is one that I keep coming back to as I've been working on this list. I keep finding myself kind of humming, Get out of your own way, whoa, whoa, oh, oh. I mean, you look, a song with a whoa part in it, that's mm -hmm. always gold. Oh, sure. You know? <laughs> and also, like, it just, it kept popping into my head, maybe because I was overthinking the list and they were giving me advice of how to write it. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> maybe. Uh, that it, yet one day, some guy's going to try to list his favorite U2 songs. He's going to need some advice. <laughs> so let's... Well, let's you know, you just to have to just write out your thinking. list and then figure out all you can't leave behind and then make ah, the list that way. Nice. Ah, See? Yeah, there's awful. a lot of levels to... Yeah, there's one level to this show. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that was not it. Uh, but yeah, my number 15 is Get Out of Your Own Way. The Songs of Experience album, I think, is a little bit overlooked by even ardent U2 fans. I'll uh, give you that. It, uh, I think it's better than Songs of Innocence. Uh, in a lot of ways, I don't fully agree with that. I I kind of I, I I have them about I just equal. like it better. Yeah, I have them about equal. Uh, I will get into songs of innocence, I'm sure, as it goes on. But I, I really like maybe. that one, and I I huh? Is it maybe? Maybe. Okay. Well, Interesting. I don't know. Uh, I, I know what's uh, coming. I uh, yeah. I I like that album. I think a little bit more just because of my experience with it, if you will, with my experience of innocence. Uh, but yeah, get off your own way. I want to, I definitely want to have something kind of more current U2 on here, and that's, that's sort of the one that kept jumping out at me, so that was my number 15. Uh, what is your number 14? Uh, number 14 is Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. Wow, nowhere near my list. Say more things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's um, a good song, don't get me wrong. It's a good song, it's another, um good life advice song yeah uh, and I th unless i'm mistaken i believe it's about uh bono's father dying i think that's correct. Um, yeah. you know it's you want to look in the mirror and you want to pick up the phone all uh, that stuff. Yeah. yeah i read um, his book and that seems right so i think that um you know and it's just i think anybody who's ever lost anybody mm. can relate to that it doesn't have to be your parent necessarily mm. but um you know i just thought it was a uh very moving song it's a little uh a little slow, a little, but uh, it's it that fits the 
music perfectly, so or the uh, lyric perfectly. So yeah. um, I just think it's a really, really good song, and I believe um, did that win a Grammy? It might have. I don't remember. I don't I think know. it was. I'm not sure. Uh, I might be getting get confused with a different song. But either if way, you keep I talking. Think it's, I can uh, Google. Well, it was either that or stock in a moment. I can't remember which yeah. one it was now. Um, but yeah, the it, it's I thought was a really good song when it first came out. It grabbed me. Uh, it continues to do so. So I just really think it's very much worthy of inclusion on the list. And I don't have much more to say. So if you could type faster, that'd be great. Uh, the song <laughs> won two Grammy Awards at the 48th Annual Grammy Awards Ceremony in 2006. Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals and Song of the Year. It was the Song of the Year. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. it didn't make my list. Now, <laughs> as, now, you know, there is an argument saying that, well, if it's got a Grammy, it probably wasn't the best thing. Sure. And I will grant you that. The Grammy people have no clue what's happening. But sure. at the same time... Uh, for that many people to agree on it, yeah, has to have something going for yeah. it. You know, even though I haven't listened to much of what's won a Grammy for I don't know how long, right? You know, there's still a little bit of something to it. So, right? Yeah, there's definitely know. something bubbling and, around the culture. Yeah, exactly. Kind of so, um, you know, so yeah, so I just think it's a worthy song, and uh, again, another kind of a life lesson song that I that I like quite a bit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is a really good song. I just it didn't. It didn't dawn on me after the list or even the honorable mentions. But that yeah, is, that happened I mean, to me a few times. Like, oh, how did I not think of yeah. that? Oh, I got this one. I mean, look, on my master U2 playlist on my phone, that's on there. Oh, sure. You know, but it just wasn't one of the ones that jumped out at me. It's like, well, I have to have that one. You right. Know? But yeah, so that's a very interesting and very good number 14. Uh, my number 14, we are going to talk about Songs of Innocence, is a Song for Someone. Okay, not on my list, but continue. Okay. Uh, again, not a ton to say about it thematically. It's just stuck in my head all the time. Mm. Uh, especially when I think of Latter Day U two. I just it's got that very kind of. Well, I mean, this is a stupid thing to say, even, but it's got that very sing songy chorus. You know, it's got that very kind of. This is a song for someone. It's just kind of got, you can imagine a bar, you know, singing along with that. And that I, okay. that kind of song just appeals to me. Uh, but also, I really like the Songs of Innocence record. Uh, that is the one, uh, Checkmates, that they uh, put on your iPhone whether you wanted it or not. Uh, Which is both the best and worst idea ever. Absolutely. <laughs> and people talk about that as one of the great musical blunders of all of history. I firmly disagree. Because, first of all, as a U2 fan, I woke up one morning and there was a new U2 album that I just had right. for free. I was ecstatic. And a lot of U2 fans were. Uh, but I also personally know people, and I won't mention their names because I don't know if they want to be on my podcast, but I personally know people who have said to me, that was the first U2 album I've ever heard and it was really cool. Yeah. You know, just because, like, they had an iPhone in whatever year that was that came out, and they went, what the... I didn't ask for a U2 album, which pissed off a lot of people, and I understand why. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like, if I got something that I... from a band I don't like, I would be kind of irritated, too, and it was taking up, you know, space and data on my phone. I get it. But uh, I was thrilled about it, but I know a couple people who are like, "Eh, it's here, I'll give it a chance, whatever, and listen to it and went, oh... This is you too. This is what I've been missing. You know, I, I know a few people that that happened for. And uh, so I, I like that experience with that album that I had as a listener and as a fan. And I like that I've had other people in my life who have become fans because of that. That's cool. 
Uh, I also like how divisive that was. How how pissed off everybody was. I was like, yeah, yeah. As a as a <laughs> back PR... to your back to your post punk roots, piss people off. Yeah, as you a know? PR move, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, but I remember being fairly underwhelmed by the record hmm. personally, and um, other than a few tracks, it never really took with me. Maybe it's because it was free, and I just. You took maybe it for kind of dismissed it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, thinking, oh, if they're giving it away, how good can it be? Mm. I don't know. Um, I really don't know what the story is there as to why I never like get into that record. But mm. um, I mean, see, there's a few few songs I liked. Yeah. See, I went back and bought it in physical form. Well, and I had intended to do that yeah. because I thought, well, first off, I've got all this other YouTube sitting around. I may as well have that. Sure. But um, I just, I intended to, and it just, and it never... I don't know. Just it never really clicked for some reason. So I should go back. Interesting. And, I should go back and re-listen to it. But uh, you know, um, like I say, there's some songs I like. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it all that much. So there. You Interesting. Go. We're yeah. gonna have uh, not a lot to say about some other things on my list. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I really like that album. And song for someone is just one of those that gets stuck in my head and has some of those religious. Lean, uh, uh, mentions in it. They, they mention you know, a, a hill called Calvary in it. Like mm-hmm. that's wow, that's like a hymn. Yeah, you know, and it just it you. I think you see, I I I think a common thing that's happening on on my list, and we're only two songs into it. But I think a common thing that happens in my list is I've got a lot of songs in here where I think you see the heart of the person that wrote it. And uh, I I really feel that in song for someone, mm. you know, and that's that's sort of what made it land on my list. That said, it landed fairly low, but it's still I mean of all of the choices that my phone has something like two hundred U two songs on it. This did make the list. Yeah, they've got however you know? many albums out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even low on the list is still pretty impressive. Sure. But mine was song for someone at number fourteen. What is your number thirteen? This is one that kind of was on and off the list, and there was another one that it was fighting for one of those two songs and I just kind of leaned into this one. Uh-huh. I don't... Uh, I'm beginning to think maybe I should know should have done the other one. But anyway, um, song that I like and I think is overlooked from an album that is mostly overlooked, uh, this is uh, Staring at the Sun. Wow, not... Uh, keep talking. I, <laughs> you, I, I, I don't know that I can think of the melody of that right now, actually. Not the only one staring at, at the, the sun. sun. Okay, that one, yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, so... It's one. I thought Which it was album a, is that? That's on pop. That's pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, spoiler alert. I don't have anything from pop. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, the thing about that song is, uh, pop was a weird record. Um, mm-hmm. Not as weird as Zuwerp, but it was a weird record. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's Europa either. I don't think. Um, <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I've listened to it more than three times or so. Four maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even lemon. lemon. <laughs> I love that. I like. I like that. Um, Daddy's gonna pay for your crash car. That was a good song oh, too. I love that song. one. I forgot. Um, about that is a good song. Anyway, yeah. back to the song at hand. Yeah, um, Pop was a weird record. It was an overlooked record. I think uh, people sometimes, even though it's yeah, you two had a moment, but I was I think misunderstood in America. Yeah, that whole move, the whole pop art thing that they did. Um, yeah, it's I had not a big part it. of yeah. American culture, whereas in European culture, it was very much spot on. So I think yeah. they just kind of leaned into that a little bit so um but staring at the sun i thought was has a great melody um the lyrics are good it's got a big huge production it's still a little bit wistful but Mm. it's got um a you know big huge sound to it and i thought it was if it had been presented in a different way or perhaps 
on a different record that it would have been a much bigger hit than it was. But That's I think people valid. really like it. Um, people who actually listen to the album and dig into it uh, really do like that song, and that's why there was another song from Pop that I almost put on, but um, Staring at the Sun, I think, is just a little more of a, um, a bit bigger song, a little more fun song, and so I like that song quite a bit. I just said I don't have anything from Pop. Do you have anything else from Pop? Because mm. if not, what was the other song? You know? I don't think any of these are from Pop. Okay. I don't believe What was the so. other song, then? Um, if God Will Send His Angels. That's a good song uh, mm-hmm. that is in my honorable mentions. That's, yeah, so that was I, one it that... didn't quite get there. Those two, to me, mm-hmm. they kind of occupy the same space in my head. So mm-hmm. I just, I listened to them both a few times, and I just gave Staring at the Sun just a slight edge. Um, but it goes back and forth for me. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I think it's a great underlooked, uh, or overlooked, underrated, whatever. Something. Something like <laughs> yeah. that song by yeah. U2. So there yeah. you go. I uh, I do I, I am in the camp that kind of dismisses the pop record. Uh, mm-hmm. I think because the first thing I heard off the pop record was discotheque, and I was like, yeah. I don't know what a discotheque is. I'm I live in St. Louis, you know, and I think I just kind of went, eh. Yeah, not a great know. song. Probably not the. It was a good single to release to get the concept yeah, I get it. out. Yeah, in but hindsight, it was a I get it. Bad first single yeah. for especially for the American market, and then yeah. doing a. The album launch in like a Kmart or something or a Walmart or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. Or Target, whatever that's it was. Right, yeah. Um, when I was remember that, that was tour, they uh, that tour they really leaned into that we're the biggest rock band in the world thing and like it came out of a giant glittering lemon mm-hmm. like for their entrance. Got and, stuck in it one time. Yeah, yeah. Very spinal tap. And and yeah, it was just one of those things where like I like you too, but also give me a break. <laughs> you know, like I agree with you, but also shut up. Like that was kind of how I felt about. And that's that. how I think most people, <laughs> at least in this country, felt about it. Yeah. I don't know if it did any better overseas or not. I think but, it did. But um, yeah, yeah, and it was kind of that might have been the step too far for a lot of people too. Yeah. So that was one where I didn't. I didn't completely dismiss them, but I was very happy that their next album was different. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was... Uh, well, I think they... And they clearly did that on purpose to try yeah. and win the market back, but... Yeah, and it yeah, worked. It worked very well, but... <laughs> yeah, so interesting part of their career, but yeah. uh, I think that's... There are um, a handful of songs on pop that I think are better than people think they are. So that's probably true. I yeah, I need, say, know, a, I need to give it I need to go listen, listen to it with yeah. different ears or maybe more open now that it's in the past and it's not the new U2. Yeah. I think some things might come out at you. Kind of like, you know, your Songs of Innocence that I don't yeah. listen to ever. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, I probably need to give that one a new chance. And I do like uh, uh, God Will Send His Angels. That's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I think they played that in Bush Stadium and I went, oh, that's a... They might have much yeah. better song than I remember. You know, right. I, like I, I think I had one of those moments. Well, it kind of changed the arrangement a little bit too. I think sure so it went more acoustic helped. and yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I, that's interesting. I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have guessed that one. Uh, my number thirteen is one that you might have guessed because uh, we're going back to the nineties with the Octung Baby record with even better than the real thing. Um, not on the list, wow. but I. It was one of many from that record that was in contention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of the songs that when I, when I think of being the age that I was in the '90s, that song plays in my head. You know, <laughs> even better than the real thing. And more specific than that, the performance that they did, I believe, at a concert for Life, where they had Dana Carvey remote in as Garth playing drums, <laughs> like that. <laughs> like I just, I remember Bono. Uh, like I think, I think this was Bono kind of nodding at like this is dumb. 
Like, he at one point, like, looked at the screen with Dana Carvey playing. This was either Concert for Life or maybe, like, an MTV Awards as well. Like, they, they did, I think, the same song at both events. I don't remember which was which now. Uh, and U2's performance is erased from the Concert for Life Blu-ray as, as, a, or as like, Def Leppard set and whatnot. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but just copyright nonsense. But uh, I remember, like, during whatever performance that was, Bono looking at the screen and just saying, you're the real thing, dude. Like, he threw in a dude to, like, nod at the Wayne's World thing. He thought, like, that'll tie into Wayne's World if I say dude. <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> like, I remember that performance clearly, and, like, Bono's heart kind of clearly not being in it, but, like, <laughs> it was still a great song. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's, it's, I, I mean, I think of that album and that's one of the songs that immediately blazes into the forefront of my mind. Again, I think of being that age and I think of, of, oh, sure. you know, it's walking a great around song. I mean, song. I purposefully edited myself on Octum Baby because it very well could have been just that and like four other songs. Yeah. Well, really that, that much of it really. Yeah. So I, well, I mean, that could have been five of mine, but well, yeah. maybe that might've been an exaggeration, but I really could have put a lot of songs on there. So I purposefully, no, like, is that five of mine? <laughs> so I purposefully... Limited myself as to how much I would put from that on list because I wanted to give a bigger overview of the band. So, yeah. I, so that's why that was not on there. Yeah. Actually, looking at mine, I, I scaled back on that one a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was that, that's my representation of that album here, at least in the bottom part of the list. I, I just, I mean, that's 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 just a great album. That's sure. just a great album, and that's uh, that's one of the songs that was my window into how great that album was. I mean, you know, there's uh, you, I I'm reluctant to say more because it might be on your list. Right. But uh, uh, that's you know. That's uh, that's one of the that's specifically one of the two from that album that just defined that era of my life gotcha. for me. So even better than the real thing is my thirteen. Uh, I guess that brings us to your number twelve. Unless you have anything to add on that. Uh, no. Okay. So it's your number twelve. Okay. So twelve is uh, my representation from an on early, on the early part of the list, um, which is until the end of the world. Good song, not on my list. <laughs> We're not going to match it all. No. <laughs> um, Until the end of the world. Yeah, it's just that's one of them that uh, I think it grew on me. At first, I, that's one of them I wasn't really all that into Sure. at first. Um, but then I kind of paid it more attention to it. And uh, kind of dark. Kind of dark. Yeah. Not real dark, but kind of dark. Yeah. And uh, I was drawn in by the lyrics, and then I... It kind of all made sense to me. Yeah. Um, so it was because uh, that record, as much as I loved it, it took a while to come in. And now when I hear it, I hear it differently every time I listen to it. So sure, um, you hear a lot of different things in it. But yeah, uh, until the end of the world is one of those. Uh, you know, uh, the whole the line that always gets me is you miss too much these days if you stop to think, mm. which I always thought was a really good uh, a good line, good examination of how pop culture and how. Um, just culture in general was moving faster than it should and still yeah. continues to do so. Yeah. Uh, so faster every day. Yeah, exactly. So that's just one of those songs that uh, just stuck with me from one of my favorite records. So that's just, uh, you know, again, I had multiples that I could have put on, but that's one that stuck. So there you go. Yeah. That's, uh, and again, great song didn't make my list, but I remember, I just remember hearing that, I mean, in the context of the album, you know, because that's, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a, I guess, kind of a deep cut in some ways. Like, that's not going to be most people's go-to U2 song, you know? <laughs> but uh, I, I remember hearing that in the within the context of that album and going, that's different. 
you know, yeah. and kind of like, why is that different? And just kind of being interested in, just interested in the choice. Sure. You know, and kind of listening to it and going, oh, they're like that. Again, getting into you 2 on the Octong Baby record, like hitting that song, I think I kind of went, oh, they, they're trying to say something. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like in a way that you sort of, you can be forgiven when you're a teenager or less for kind of missing that bands have a point, right. you know, uh, and then you get into you too and like, wow, they've really got a point <laughs> and like they've got several points that they really want to make sure that I'm clear on. <laughs> and that might've been my first exposure to that of going, oh, they're trying to, they're trying to convince me of something and what is it, you know? Right. And, uh, so that I, I really appreciate that song on that level. It's not one I walk around humming. You know, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's that is a that is an excellent choice. Uh, surprisingly, I mean, in your bottom five, but surprisingly high up the bottom five for, for what? Yeah, it is. I like and the riff to that song gets that's what gets in my head, that's not the riff. song, but the riff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just one that's one of the many that stuck with me. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number twelve. 12. Uh, <laughs> my number twelve jumps back into their Jurassic period. I'm okay. going back to the Boy record with I Will Follow. Uh, much higher on my list. Though. Much higher on your list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? It should be higher on my list because it's one of my favorite U2 songs. Uh, but, you know, the, I, I structured mine with a blend of personal and what I feel like should be in the top five. Uh, but, like, if it were just personal, this would be in my top five. Uh, I will follow just I, I, that sort of post-punky vibe and yeah. that sort of, you know, very... it. It 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 almost sounds dangerous, you know that. And the weird bell effect they have. Yeah, the ding, yeah, ding thing. Yeah, the just the just all downstroke guitar and you know like I hear that and I just I I don't even remember if they played it there, but I think of their Red Rocks performance that's out on you know on video. I think it. I they almost had to have played it there, but I just based on the timeline they almost had to have played it. But I just I just think of you know. You know, Edge just ripping into that guitar and Bono dancing around like a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I just, you know, uh, it, one of those songs that just sounds, again, sounds dangerous in that post-punky way that sure. uh, people, you know, people, I I think, now don't think of U2 as a post-punk band, but that's what they were. Well, post-punk, at new that wave. Time. Yeah, new wave, yeah. Um, that's kind definitely of the end of the time. End of new wave, uh, beginning of post-punk. Yeah. It, all, it all kind of blends together in my yeah. head. Yeah, but you people... say that, and a lot of people, U2 is not on the list of bands they think of. No, because people don't think that far back. I don't think people realize they were around that far back. That may be. Because a lot of a lot of people's first exposure to U2 was with the early days of MTV. Yeah, that's and true. And we didn't know always that some of these songs we were being shown in 1983, 1984 were five, six years old. Yeah. We had no clue. We thought they were new. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, that's and there, true. Was a, there was an excitement to that song. Uh, there is an energy to that song that they seldom have actually matched, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and it's a great, you know, sing-along, you know, song. It's not necessarily an angry song. It could have been, but it's not. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just a really fun, uh, energetic rock song by a band young enough to pull that off. Yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, there, and there's, there's a passion there. that If you walk away, I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, there's just a unity there and a strength there that, uh, you. I mean, you said it very well. I don't know that they've done that a lot a lot of other places in their career. There's an energy there that's just 
undeniable one of my favorite U2 songs, hands down. Sure. Like, I, I was so excited when we were at Bush Stadium and they ripped and die will follow. It's like, yeah! Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Finally, I got to hear him do it! <laughs> Which I was like that for a lot of that show because it's the only time I've seen you, You too, spoke but... like that all night. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like, like an overly excited Muppet. It was awesome. <laughs> I wish that were true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was so excited to hear them do that at Bush Stadium. Just, that was one of the highlights of that that evening for me. And, you know, it's... One of those songs that I immediately hear it, and, uh, like, if I... I don't have one, but a, a lot of people I know who are runners or go to gyms or stuff or whatever, they have, like, a list of just songs that go. You know, like, songs yeah. that get them charged and get them doing whatever they're doing. That would absolutely, like, start and end my list. You know? Because <laughs> yeah, that just gets one. my blood moving. Yeah. I actually was more familiar with it. I didn't get into early U2 much, but I did have the uh, Under a Blood Red Sky cassette. Yeah. Which Good I release. listened to quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that was, and that was one. That's that, the end of that story. That okay. was, was one that popped out at me. There's others, you know, so. Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a great release. Interesting, the, uh, uh, like, CD, or I guess in your case, cassette version of that is, is a different performance than the video. Like, yeah. a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, but, video is Red Rocks. Yeah, and, Red Rocks. Uh, yeah. That's, Something else. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, same tour, I think, relatively similar. Same, roughly same time yeah. period. But yeah, just kind of interesting. Although People I think, think that the think one Red is Rocks, the soundtrack of the other. Yeah, I think Red Rocks might have been later, though. Yeah, a little bit. Because I think they did some I think that's uh, right. Unforgettable Fire stuff. I think. I think that's right. But I'm not 100% on that. I yeah. haven't watched it in a long time. Again, I like early watched U2. Watched it over the pandemic, but I can't remember. Yeah, I like early U2 quite a bit, but uh, sure. like you, I kind of lean into the middle years a little bit more. So Sure. There you go. But yeah, uh, I will follow. You know, you can't argue with that one. It's a great song. Yeah, that was my uh, number something. 12. 12. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I wrote it down as your number 11, which can't be right. No, that's <laughs> not correct. I don't know why I did that. I think I was just talking and started writing down. What is your number 11 since we're there? Uh, my number 11 is Vertigo. Vertigo, also on my list. Yeah. It's a, you know, again, it's a good, fun rock song. Not entirely sure what it's about. Sure. I have a few theories, and one of them is I can't repeat in front of the children because it's filthy. But um, Oh, actually, hey, wait a second. Uh, do you want to hear something funny? What's that? That's my number 11. Oh, nice. <laughs> we got a match. We do. We have an exact match. Like, cue the clown horn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an exact match. It's been a little while since we've had a clown horn on the show. Yeah, there you but go. There it is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm usually better at realizing that. We both have number 11, Vertigo. Cool. Continue with what you were saying. <laughs> you have a filthy story you cannot tell your children. Uh, That's not a story. Tell it's the just a, it's You'll just tell a, the checkmates, but you can't tell I your children. I will not, because <laughs> the children listen to this sometimes. Oh, well, all right. So, well, no, it, it's just a theory, and it's wrong. But um, After the show, you got to update me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, anyway, um, Vertigo, uh, when it came out, you know, nice, energetic song, Got the weird, goofy count. I always like weird contents when people yeah. do weird ones or different ones. That's that's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nice, powerful song, good rock song. You know, they'd done a lot of like mid-tempo ballady stuff, so it was fun to get Vertigo out there. And uh, you know, I think it's always a good one to do live. It's a you know, it's a real high energy, great song. Oh, not yeah. as high energy as I will follow, but it's you know, it's an older guy I, version I, of that. Yeah, I was gonna say it comes close. It's the same band doing it later. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, the, yeah, that uns dos tres catorze. Yeah, I have no idea what catorze is. Is that like thirteen? 
14? Uh, I think so. It had to be 14 because it's, you know, 14, four I think. Yeah. Feet, so, yeah. Uh, and people at home who know that are mad at me for not knowing a different language right now. Uh, that's fine. You I've forgotten be. it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, took I, it I, I took Spanish. I've yeah. forgotten most of Assuming it. Assuming that that to is Spanish. Fair, I never... Ah, <laughs> uh, it could be Italian. Might be Italian. Catuse sounds, sounds Cator- Italian. It's Catorce. Catorce? All right. It's Catorce. I don't even know the word. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, um, you know, I didn't really... I mean, I took the class. I didn't pay attention. I didn't... Yeah. Showed up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I did that so, with French. No, there I you took go. French because I thought it would impress a girl, and it didn't work, and I just kind of coasted. <laughs> yeah, my wife and my daughters both speak a little bit of French, and occasionally they'll go talk in French. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just, do I need to be concerned? What's happening? Uh, je m'appelle Derek. That's what I remember. There you go. <laughs> so, um, Vertigo. Anyway, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So, great song, great single. Everybody loves it. There yeah. you go. Uh, they know that they can't dance. At least they know. Right. I love that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, that that's just a song that says fun to me. Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb? Is that the record? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Beautiful Day was the next one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those two records actually blend into one for me. Absolutely the same so, feeling, yeah. yeah. I'd actually check, like, how many do I have off the one and the other? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, on my list, I have... Oh, I could actually look at my own list because I have the album title r- r- written down next to it. It's Yeah, it's, oh. it's Atomic Bomb. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Vertigo is on the Atomic Bomb record. Uh, yeah, I just... Uh, that was in... Uh, the period where, because uh, all all you can't leave behind was before that, so that was in the period where I had just started falling back in love with U two after pop, you know, <laughs> and like they had an album that was like, oh, that's a really good album, and they put out another album that was like, oh, that's a really good album, <laughs> and I was you know kind of back on board with U two and right. go, I mean, you know, it, it's it, it almost feels like cheating to lean into the singles like that, but you know. Well, the problem is they make really good singles. Yeah. Some would argue they're a singles band. I disagree. Uh, sure. But many do see them as a singles band because sure. they find their albums to be pretentious and boring, which I can't 100% disagree with, right. but I do disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the, it's, it's one of those things where you, you like the single, and for a lot of bands, oh, you like the single, you like the gateway song, fine, whatever, fake fan, you know, or, or casual fan, or whatever. But then you're like, yeah, but like, so do like 16 billion other people. You know, like, like I'm not right. wrong. Like, we all like oh, no, this from, song, and you're being a jerk. I mean, from here on know? out, it's almost all singles in my list. I mean, because their I'm singles are close, great. but not quite. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's the thing. They may, you know, they know how to do a good single. They know which song from the album to put out. That's all a great single is, is knowing which song on your record is going to connect. Absolutely. And sometimes you get it wrong, sometimes you get it right. But it's not like, you know, that's, I mean, sometimes, sure, you can tell the song was written as a single. You could tell they're trying, and usually those don't work. Yeah. You know, it's when it's a great song and you go, well, it's, I don't know, let's do this one. And, you know, you stumble into it and it's fantastic. So, yeah. 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 I don't have a lot else to add about Vertigo. No, it's just a cool song. Yeah. That brings us to your number 10. Okay. My number 10 um, is Desire. Good song. Didn't quite make my list. I'm upset about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, uh, for me, this one... I mean, the whole Rattle Home record, like we said, was kind of a weird listen. It was yes, it's odd you two trying it's... to embrace American roots music. Yeah, and it's like combination live stuff, old stuff, some new stuff. It's just kind of, I, it's, it's odd. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
the film was okay. It was, the film was a fun viewing. Sure. I don't know if it was as great as uh, everyone made out to me at the time. Sure. <laughs> but uh, Desire, you know, that's you two probably with one of their better grooves of just doing a all just a four on the floor groove. Yeah. Uh, it's the Bo Diddley beat, so it's not really four on the yeah, floor, the I dun, guess. Yeah, so it's very Bo Diddley, and it's, you know, and it's probably of all the songs that they tried to capture that feeling in, I think it was the most successful, even though there are some really good songs on that album and some others that were kind of, you know, fighting for the list as well. But yeah, Desire is uh, one of those good songs. You hear it, and uh, you you kind of you kind of want to dance around a little bit, you know. Yeah. And it's a it's just a quality quality song. So yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than that. So yeah, I don't have I a like ton it. to add. I mean, very danceable, like you said, and it, that bow deadly beat, like you said, it is kind of. I mean, that might be the place where I was first exposed to the bow deadly beat. You know, yeah. <laughs> like to my knowledge. Anyway, we could do a Fab Fifteen Bo Diddley beat song. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Because <laughs> there's a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. You don't know it until you think about it in that line. And you go, oh, that's the Bo Diddley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, spoiler alert number one for both of us on that list. I want candy. Exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, we don't need to do this. The list then. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a twofer. Checkmates. Yeah. You got two lists in one there. Um, All right. And you're welcome. Uh, it's an excellent choice. Didn't quite make my list just because of I I. I probably did lean a little bit more into the personal aspect of things on this than I think I did. Uh, and I'm saying that because my number 10 is mm-hmm. a newer one that's surprisingly high on the list for what yeah, what it is, uh, is uh, Every Breaking Wave off of Songs of Innocence. Yeah, it's not on the list, but continue. I would imagine, yeah. I like um, that song, though. Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, this... I mean, I like the song... Wouldn't be on the list if the Songs of Surrender album hadn't come out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because that that album made me think differently about a few of their songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one, there's actually, I, I, I love the Songs of Surrender version of that. There's actually another version of it out there that is, you have to watch the documentary that they did with Letterman. Because it's them just kind of doing a random take of it. And like they have all this extra reverb and extra ambiance happening on it that already there's a lot of ambiance on the songs of surrender album that's all that album is uh but they just there's a little bit of extra sort of gravity to it and just a big sort of swell at the end that ends in just bono's solo voice holding out the note of wave holding out kind of the end of that and like even letterman at the end of it you know cold callous david letterman uh, gets up and says, I, I'm a different person after hearing that. You know, like yeah. his, it was just, it was like a transformative, you know, thing hearing that version of the song. Uh, and I felt a little bit of that on the Songs of Surrender release as well. Uh, but going into it, I still loved that song. Like, that was one of the ones that I already talked about. I really liked the Songs of Innocence record. Even though on the original versions, uh, the uh, 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 Joey Ramone song doesn't actually mention Joey Ramone. Uh, the, uh, uh, I, I really like that album, and that's one of the standout songs of that album to me, is Every Breaking Wave. Uh, just the, I don't know, the imagery of that, just Every Breaking Wave. You know, the waves are endless, but they also always fall apart. Just kind of right. that that notion, just like, oh, that's... 
I don't even know what it is about that that I I I love and agree with and that tugs at my something, but uh, it absolutely does. Yeah, not you heart know? really, but it's, it's somewhere in this area. Uh, I'm pointing maybe to the liver. Checkmates at home. Spleen maybe. Yeah, something. maybe the spleen or you know the appendix. Somewhere somewhere in the in the in the abdomen. The middle bit. Uh, yeah, in the middle bit. Uh, that that song really pulls it something. For me, and uh, whatever it is, it is a vital part. I, I I really like that song quite a bit, and I know that you said you don't have much, if anything, to add to it, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, Breaking I, Wave, yeah, hit my number good, ten. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah I agree. cracked my top ten. There you go. That was that was my intro to the top ten. All right. Uh, so we're we're in the top ten. We're ready for your number nine. Yeah. So I'm starting to starting to get in all the hits here. Um, okay. Number and this maybe should be higher, but number nine is New Year's Day. Good one. Didn't quite make my list. Really? Yeah, I was shocked too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's uh, just that's to me a classic drum line. Absolutely. That's what it, that's really what draws you into that song. It's kind of a marching drum line, you know. Yep. Um, and it's. Uh, oh, I'm regretting not putting it's the list just, right now. I'm, it's, I'm playing it's, it in my head. You know, it's early days of MTV, yeah. so it was. New and different. You two didn't sound, still don't sound really like anybody, but they didn't sound like anybody back then. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what is this? So, mm-hmm. um, Even if you liked the post-punk stuff, like they, they didn't sound like the hero. No, they, no yeah, not they, at all. They were way more something. I don't, I, I don't want to yeah, say it artistic. Was just, they were, it was unique, and yeah. it, was, it was different. It was something that we all looked at and thought, well, I, this is weird. This is different. I mean, I like it, but it's just, you know, we didn't know, know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a hit. Everybody liked it. Um, still love the song. Still like it when they play it live. You know, everybody goes, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, as they do for most of, songs. For most songs, right. <laughs> but one, shut up. One of those. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just one of those uh, iconic songs yeah. that really is, uh, it d- deserves every bit of its uh, success that it's yeah. achieved over the years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, New Year's Day was my number mm-hmm. nine. That is a great song. Um, I mean, I don't have anything to add to that. I guess. I guess we can just move the on. The baseline on, on that song really uh, is what good I was, is really what I was thinking of more so than the drum because the I actually got the drum confused with a different song for a minute there. But the baseline. Now that I'm doing it in my head, the baseline is um, really one of uh, Adam Clayton. Adam, thank you. I'm like not Larry. <laughs> Larry's drummer. Yeah. Um, one of Adam's best lines. Yeah. Uh, and very uh, indicative of the time too. That's the sound. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, U two is abandoned on anything, but that bass line, the way that he played that, yeah. very much yeah. uh, cutting edge at the time. So yeah, very cool. He's a much better bass player than he gets credit for. Uh, one of those guys who, as much as anything, just rock solid. Like mm-hmm. he's not overly flashy. He can do flashy. He does do flashy occasionally, but he's just rock solid. And the hook that he creates, so Edge can do whatever the hell it is that Edge does, yeah. is integral. Like, it has to be... The, like, you take Adam Clayton out of that band, you don't have a song anymore. You know? Because like, yeah. he's holding everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, then that's that's an excellent example. Next time anybody listens to New Year's Day, like, zero in on the bass. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Yeah, that forget is... the drum thing. I had a different song in mind, but... Um, not that the drums are bad on this no, song, sure. it but it had a, a different. It still has a very. It's still pretty good, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not the one I was thinking of. I, for some reason, I'll, I'll talk about it later. But, okay. Um, but yeah, zero on the, the bass line for that song. Um, really cool. But yeah, but very, uh, yeah, very eighties, very uh, much eighties, but still sounds good today. But very much like I said, out of the Cold War eighties. So sure. 
really good song. Uh, yeah, I agree with with you completely. Okay. Uh, my number nine is probably on your list since you're into the hits. Uh, Pride in the Name of Love. That is higher on my list. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I, you know a song about Martin Luther King on an album that also contained a song called MLK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the uh, just the the concept of you know this this man came and did everything that he did in the in the name of love. You know, mm-hmm. sort of the general thing of it, and gets a little bit biographical. Talks about the end of Martin Luther King's life. Uh, the day that he died, uh, misstating the time of day in the original recording. Yes. Uh, because he starts, the original recording says, you know, early morning, April? April 4th. 4th. Yeah. Uh, shot rang out, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was not in the morning, it was 6 p.m. Right. Uh, which is one of those things that Bono has atoned for in later years, live versions, he's changed it to, uh, early evening. He's just changed it very simply to early evening. Uh, and he's, he's, you know, talked about it a couple of times. It's one of those things that, like, you have to... What was that song? 1980-something? You mm-hmm. you have to forgive the fact that a guy who was, what, in his 20s in the 1980s and was Irish doesn't know everything about American history. Right. You know, like, you have to give a little bit of leeway. Well, you and know when what? he found out, he said, oh, sorry, I'll change it for future for future production. You know, it's, not, it's, you know? it's more poetic that way, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's not the history, and it's incorrect, sure. Um, but it sounds great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of the legend is more important than the detail. The legend you know? and the meaning. Yeah. Um, you know, and that is one of the quintessential U2 songs for riff and for lyric and the way everything combines. And I was not a huge fan of that album, but Mm. I really love that song. Just love that song. Unforgettable Fire, you weren't a fan of? No, I found it uh, to be kind of pretentious and a little boring. But but I enjoy that song, that particular song, very, very Mm. much. And there's a few others, but uh, that song very much is, yeah, I mean, it's just, absolutely fantastic so yeah wonderful song and you know culturally appropriate and you know just a beautiful message sadly still culturally appropriate Uh, yeah yeah that's true uh something i'll i'll mention to you and anybody who's done the deep dive on my musical career uh if that song didn't exist in the lyrical structure that exists that it exists uh the song one man would not exist hmm uh, the, there's a song, uh, Checkmates at Home, if you want to go to DerekBrink.bandcamp.com on, uh, Mike Brown's record. There's a song called One Man. One man stand idly by, and another man a savior. One man choose to give his life, and another man pull the trigger. One man give all that he got, and one man drown in riches. One man bathe with the fire alive, and another burn by what he is. And then, oh, and then, and then. That is a song that Dave and I did previously, like prior to that album, in a band called Uncle Dick. And uh, that that entire song lyrically is structured, one man stands idly by, another man a savior, one man chooses to give his life, another man a, a savior. Uh, it's lyrically structure, structured very similarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I want to say, unintentional. <laughs> but no, there was... I, There's a lot of unintentional lyrics. Yeah. Back then uh, the, in that band. Yeah, there's uh, 
there's uh, no question that if you look at my lyrical structure on one man, oh, this guy's a big U2 fan. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, just, that's that's one of the examples of U2 seeping into my consciousness as a songwriter so deep that I didn't even know they did it. And I wrote a song that didn't say what they said as well as, as the way that they said it. Right. You know, because I was going for roughly the same message, and I failed <laughs> where they succeeded, you know, because I was a little bit too vague. I didn't quite get, I didn't quite tell you exactly what I meant, which was my purpose in writing. Whereas they were just like, no, 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 this is what we mean, you know? <laughs> right. Which is an important thing to learn as a songwriter is if you have a message, actually say what the message is, you know, <laughs> like that's important. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, One Man is a song of, of mine that I wrote that wouldn't exist if Pride in the Name of Love didn't exist. So that's, uh, that's probably the first time I've ever revealed that <laughs> throughout my career. That album came out, I think, in 2005. So I made it near 20 years well, without saying that. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Uh, so I've made it nearly 20 years without saying that. Yeah. So, um, very important song to me as a writer, but very important song to me also as a person yeah, because it, it made me kind of evaluate some stuff and how I thought about stuff and incorporate it to where I, I was trying to say that same stuff. Sure. You know? A lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that song a lot. Yeah, I, I do the, as well. It's the historical some... part, but also just... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised it's low that low on your list, but yeah, I mean, I've again, I started leaning into you know, more of my personal feelings towards, and uh, honestly, my top five leans into what people are going to expect a little bit, um, gotcha. but yeah, it, I mean, it had to be on the list. It just sort of ended up there. I mean, it probably could have been in the upper part of the you know bottom ten, but right, it was at number nine. Okay, uh, so what uh, that brings us to your number eight. Number eight is, uh, was not a hit, but may as well have been Bullet the Blue Sky. Good song, not on my list. Wow. Okay, so um, that's one of those uh, album tracks yeah. that uh, has been played at most of their tours and most of the yeah. shows they've done. Yeah. Um, again, kind of a dark song. Yeah. Um, very much, a lot of people think it's about immigration. It is not. Right. Um, it's actually about uh, war atrocities committed by America. Yeah. Um, but a lot of Americans think that it's about immigration to this wonderful land of ours. Yeah. Happy Fourth of July, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the blue but, sky. Yeah. Um, but leaving all that out, no matter which side of that you want it to be, um, it's just a really cool song. It's yeah. a very, it's kind of a droney song. It doesn't sure. do have a whole lot of changes, but that's its strength. It's one of those songs that, uh, what's what it does, and it's, it sounds stupid. It's like jazz, but what it doesn't do mm. makes it sure. what it is. And uh, you know, like I said, dark song, nice. Uh, again, a good, uh, good interplay between uh, Larry and Adam on that song. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, real simple but straightforward. Just mm. a very affecting song. Mm. That's a, that's actually a little bit of why it didn't make my list. Is it? It's kind of abstract in that way that you you kind of it's more groove based and like I. I my my list is structured on like what makes me have a good time, you know, <laughs> and that's I have a good time with that song. That's interesting. The groove is yeah, because the, the the groove is there. It's probably the best groove they ever had. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, yeah, I agree. With that. Now I'm not saying it's yeah. the one that I'm gonna dance around and you know, be like, ooh, yay, fun, exciting, oh, sure. fun, you too, yay, woo. But sure. it, it's not that. But um, you know, it's become a stone cold classic over the years. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, that's one that when it when it comes on the radio out of nowhere, I turn it up a few sure. notches, you know. So, yeah, yeah that's it. I mean, I think it's a really cool song. I've been covered by a lot of people, too. Yeah. Do you remember when we saw uh, Queensryche and they did that? Yes. Like, out of nowhere? That was cool. And suddenly Jeff Tate, blow the blue sky. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're Queensryche. Are you aware that you're Queensryche? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. always wanted to be you two, and yeah, never true. could. So yeah. Anyway, uh, that that is an excellent song. That. that is an excellent song. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's it just uh, again, it I guess it just sort of didn't fit the mold of what I was doing with my list. Sure. But uh, yeah, excellent song. And like I should left that one off originally. Blues. Yeah. Um, okay. I wasn't on my list, and then mm-hmm. I heard it the other day and went, "Oh, how did I not put that on my list?" Sure. So, there you go. Yeah, I'm extra scratching it off my uh, honorable mentions since it's already been mentioned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I have excellent choice. I, you know, on a different day we'd probably have that in common. Sure. You know? But it is today, and instead at my number eight, I've got uh, surprisingly low on the list for this. Uh, beautiful day. Okay. Also on my list. Good. Uh, one of those songs that I. <laughs> I've I've got a good friend who is not that into U2, not a big U2 person, but was in my car, and I just had sort of everything on shuffle on my phone, which leads to some really interesting choices, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when your phone just takes over and decides, you, I'm going to play this song now. Uh, yeah, I played just kind of out of nowhere, Beautiful Day comes on, and he just goes, you know, I don't love U2 that much. But this is a really good song. Yeah. And like, yes, it is. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and like, it's it's one of those songs that like, I just hear and I go, yeah, things aren't so bad. You know, like it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be all right. We're gonna get through this. And it was uh, what was it? Uh, uh, it was the campaign song. One of the Democratic candidates was that Obama's campaign song in the first in his first mm, I campaign. I don't remember. Sorry. I think I'm right about that. You might be. I'm uh, not gonna argue. I think it was, and uh, it just it it sort of at the time that it came out. I know we were deep into W. Uh, sorry, anybody who hates it when I talk politics, but uh, you're listening to the wrong show at this point. I mean, you know what I'm doing. Uh, you know who I am. But we were deep into W. Also, it's a U2-themed show, so what do you expect? Yeah, it's going to get political. Sorry. That song came out, and I was just like, you know, I was living in the doldrums of like, we're fighting a war we shouldn't be fighting. We're, you know, how could anything possibly get worse than this? Flash forward to 2016. (laughs) Uh, You know, just kind of walking around like, this is the worst it's ever going to be. And then Bono was just like, hey, you know what? It's a beautiful day! <laughs> Don't yeah. let it get away! And I was like, holy shit, he's right! <laughs> you know? And it was, it's one of those songs that just dropped into my life at the time that I needed to hear a little bit of hope. And yeah, I mean, it's... U2 does that to you. Sure, it's one of those songs that, you know, doesn't matter how bad your days have been. You hear that and you go, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. You might be <laughs> sure. right, you know. But uh, it makes you feel good. Um, that's got that slow verse and then the build to the big chorus. Then yeah. it comes back again. It's like, no, yeah. no, not yet. Keep yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Keep it down. I, you know? I love that. So it plays with yeah. uh, plays with the dynamics. Dynamics. Yes, yeah. I was going to say um, emotions, but dynamics more. Oh, so. that too. Um, yeah. So you know, it was a hit. It was a good song, and it, yeah, if you want to feel good, you need to feel good. Mix. Throw that on there. Yeah, yeah. Songs be that there. go. Put that on your songs that go list. Or songs that get there, anyway. <laughs> the uh, chorus songs, goes. Song, songs of joy. 
Songs of Joy. That's there you nice. go. Yeah, That's that'll nice. be the next U2. Yeah, album. the next U2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Beautiful Day is my number eight. I, I, it sounds like we're, you know, kind of in, kind of simpatico on that. So mm-hmm. I think we're ready for your number seven. Simpatico, I just said. Nice. Uh, sorry, everybody. What's your number seven? Uh, number seven, we've already talked about I Will Follow. I Will Follow. Okay, so we're good on that. Mm-hmm. So what's your number seven? Uh, hang on, I'm still writing I Will Follow on your list. Okay. Uh, my number seven is, uh, again, thrown back to the uh, Jurassic... Uh, well, I, I guess... No, it's kind of mid-period, kind of after Jurassic. Uh, going to the uh, Unforgettable Fire record, which apparently you don't love. Uh, going to the song Bad. Okay. I'm assuming that means not on your list. No. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't even think about it. Wow. Didn't even think about it. Oh, that's a shame. Sorry. Uh, uh, it's it's one of those songs that's always jumped out at me. Uh, the versions on Songs of Surrender, the version on Songs Songs of Surrender is uh, also excellent and made me... Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, it's one of those that might not have jumped out at me quite as much making this list if that album hadn't come out. Mm-hmm. But that... Uh, 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 Let it go... It's not to fade away. That's been stuck in my head since St. Patrick's Day when that album came out. Which, a little bit of a cliche there. Irish band releases an album on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Yeah. I don't think that was on purpose. I think that just happened to be a Friday. Right. Uh, But, you know, that, that chorus has been stuck in my head since I heard, like, that version of the song. And, uh, which, I mean, you know, if we were making that list and the Songs of Surrender album didn't exist, this probably would still be on the list. It'd just be in the bottom five. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, it's in the top half of the list because it just, it it's infectious and, you know, I don't know, letting stuff go but not fading away, that kind of speaks to me as a person. Sure. You know? Uh, I I don't have a lot else to add. I really thought, like, I'd say that, and you'd be like, yeah, and we'd start talking about the things that we agree on. Uh, but that <laughs> did not happen. It did not. You no, are sir. correct. But uh, bad is my number seven, regardless of what you fucking think about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not judging you for it. I just... <laughs> It's okay. It's like, oh, well, you like bad? That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Screw this show. That's not what's happening. I no, just I didn't think you were don't storming out. I just, happen you know, to... I'm just not a... Don't love the song. I'm a fan of that. It's yeah. okay. Okay. It's okay. I've said a lot, and you've been very patient, so I think we need to move well, on yeah, to it's number just, six. You know, like I said, that album, I like a few songs, but I mean, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, it's interesting. I always thought you liked that album like way more than Joshua Tree. <sighs> That's not incorrect. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We are not going to agree on our top five. Uh, uh, no, I expected to have a lot of things not on there, but anyway. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm interested to see what happens from here on. What is your number six? Uh, number six is a classic. This is the song that the drum beat was in my head, and I just got the songs mixed up for a second. Uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Okay, yeah, I can see where you get those two mixed up. Yeah, cause, and actually, the reason being is those were my first two exposures to you 2 on MTV, and they were, you know, these Irish guys standing around sure. <laughs> playing these songs. Um, uh, by the way, Sunday Bloody, Bloody Sunday, not on my list. Should well, be, well, not. I well, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, um, should be, but not. Uh, you'll find out what I'm doing very shortly. Yeah. Uh, um, absolutely on my honorable mentions, but, you know. Yeah, so, Go uh, ahead. yeah, Sunday Bloody Sunday, um, I, you, I don't even know what else to say. You know, you got the, 
like you're saying, the drum beat, the military drum beat. Um, yeah. And then you got Edge, you know, doing his Edge riffs and everything else, you know, and um, Bono sounding very important. Yeah. <laughs> very, you know. Um, so it was, I think, one of the prototypes that gave us the U2 that um, we eventually wound up with. Yeah. So, uh, but Sunday, Bloody Sunday, uh, to me, it's just one of those songs that's just ingrained in, in me from being, you know, a, a young little guy watching yeah. MTV going, oh, that's cool, that's... So, um, yeah, I know it's a classic song. I don't even know what to say about it. It's mm. just such a well, classic tune. Vitally important to that record as well, because it, it calls yeah. back in 40. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, with the, how long yeah, exactly. sing this song? Like, that was the point of that record. Mm-hmm. You know, how long are we going to have to do this? Right. You know, and that's, uh, I mean, that's what... Pretty that, long damn time, as it comes yeah, to it. it turns <laughs> as, out, as yeah. It happens. Uh, that, uh, I mean, that that song definitely speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, my list, as I've been looking at it, I lean into, okay, what do I have fun with from this band? You know, and Sunday, Bloody Sunday is incredibly important, but the emotion that I associate with it is not fun. It's uh, importance. Sure. Why, is, why can't important be fun? Oh, it can. And it often is. I'm not so saying would, that it isn't. But yeah, I just, I, that's not one that jumped out at me as like, yeah, this is, you know, I, I feel great after listening to this song. Like, I've listened to Sunday, Bloody Sunday, and like, we gotta do something. You know, like, is how I feel coming out of that. I don't feel good. Yeah, okay. I feel like there's I, a lot of work to do. Yeah, no, I feel like it's, it was a big hit because it deserved to be, and it was a great song. I agree. It's just a great song. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. Yeah, no, I, okay. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I just, we take emotionally different things from it, and that's yeah. okay, you know? Yeah, sure. It's uh, just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of floored that both that and New Year's Day didn't make your list. I don't even know how the hell wow. <laughs> things happen here. Wow, wow. I mean, it just, and fine, I mean, your list is your list, and mine is mine, then that's okay. Sure. Then everybody else is disagreeing with every other thing we say, so it doesn't really matter. But. Absolutely. Uh, I think we need to move on to my number six before this gets hurtful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My number six is uh, uh, sort of in the period after I fell in love with you two, uh, off the Atomic Bomb album, City of Blinding Lights. So close to my list. Okay. Uh, yeah, I... Th- th- was on it for a while. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those songs that probably changed for me after I saw them do it in concert. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, 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 they did that song in concert, like Bono pulled a kid up on stage, right, and like marched the kid around the stage, and like had the kid help him like d- conduct the audience, you know, singing mm-hmm. the song and whatnot. And it was like, oh, he changed that kid's life forever, uh, you know. And then like dropped the kid off of the stage at like a completely different point yeah, from where the it entire wrong part of the <laughs> so, stage. Like, yeah, so like that kid, who knows if he ever got home, right? But <laughs> <laughs> like the entire stadium went. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, ch- he changed that kid's life in more than one way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that kid is lost like, now. He, yeah, but, <laughs> but that was a big question after. Did that kid ever get to his parents? Yeah, anymore? yeah, yeah. It's a good thing Amnesty International is here. Cause he's well, yeah, because they can, yeah. <laughs> he's going to need help. Somebody will figure that <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I think just the pageantry of him doing that and the sort of big chorus of, oh, you look so beautiful tonight. I, yeah. Just the whole live experience of that really changed my feeling on that song because I had, I had certainly heard it for years before I saw them do it, and I liked it, but I saw it there and went, oh, that's one of my favorite U2 mm-hmm. songs. This has yeah. such a wonderful energy and just it seems 
I mean, just yelling, oh, you look so beautiful tonight at somebody. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe you shouldn't yell it. Maybe that's something you should say. <laughs> maybe that's something you should say politely to someone quietly. Uh, but, you know, yeah, like yelling that in a stadium full of people. Absolutely. I'm on board. Yeah, let's 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 have more of that. You know, like that's what I'm talking about when I say I've leaned into the songs that make me feel good and make me, you know, like give me energy and make me have fun by the time I'm done listening to them. I, I listen to that song and I go, yeah, this is. I'm 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 up now. Yeah, I'm I'm in a good place now. Like that's one of the songs that on my list of songs I I want to listen to to feel better. That's on the list. Yeah, you know. I give you all that. Yeah, it's a big song. Um, it's a good song. It's a fun song. It's um able to be happy and hopeful and meaningful and a little bit wistful. Um, you know, just a lot of things going on in it. Uh, like I said, it was on my list for a while till I remembered a few that I somehow forgot, and that was a sad cut for me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, great song. Can't complain about it being on your list or not. Sorry, my phone just made a weird noise. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a really good song. I got, I got no, uh, no complaints here. Okay. Well, with that, I guess we're getting serious here. We're into the top five. We have not had a ton of matches. Nope. Uh, three, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I have. One, two, three, four, actually. I guess we've matched we're sh- on... We're, we're not there entirely, but we're, we've matched on I Will Follow, Vertigo, Pride, and Beautiful Day. Oh, Pride, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we've got four matches. That's not terrible no, not for where bad. we are on the list, but uh, it, it could get dicey <laughs> here if we don't have a lot more matches. And uh, knowing your tastes on the band, I'm a little concerned. Uh, but that does bring us to your number five. What is your number five as we get serious about the list? <laughs> uh, number five is my other, um, Octung Baby one that I want. Well, not, well, there's more, I guess. Uh, number five, start over. <laughs> my number five is Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses? That was so close to on my list, but doesn't. I was, was sure that was gonna be on your list. It was so close. Uh, you know what? If it were the version that's on Songs of Surrender that has more of a country vibe... Absolutely, but the actual album version, not quite there. See, I, th- I was not a big fan of the different version. Interesting. I didn't. I don't dislike it. Don't See, I've always wrong. thought of it's it as fine. a country song. Um, I, it never even occurred to me that it could be a country really? song. Really? Nope, never. And when I heard it, I thought, yeah, really. A, and when I heard it, I thought, well, that's interesting, but huh. it's not. But I, that's not the song to me. I think when um, I hear that song in my head, I hear the Songs of Surrender version before that album was even out. <laughs> like I, I just yeah I never it, I just thought it was a weird choice it never huh. sat to me that way because um, interesting okay. yeah no I mean I feel like the the big electronic sweeping thing I mean there's a little uh, acoustic guitar in it too I think but yeah um, yeah I would just to me it's a big sweeping song and it's uh, um, a nice driving to me it's a more of a driving song that's it's a subdued song but it's actually. Uh, got a real driving beat to it and sure. that kind of thing. So I just like the juxtaposition uh, that that song brings. And I like the lyrics. It is somewhat similar to Who's Gonna Mow Your Grass. I'll give you that lyrically. Oh, sure. That's <laughs> well, yeah, okay. That yeah, might be where yeah, they yeah. got it and All where right, the country sure. thing comes from uh, now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, I always really liked that song. I always thought that was uh, one of the highlights of the Octung Baby record. So that is why it is on my number five. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It just, 
Uh, I've, well, I mean, we're going to get to my number five in a second. I've actually got a different one from Octong Baby. Uh, Octong Baby? I, I feel like I said it wrong just now. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I I, 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 I like that song a lot. I agree with everything that you said. Uh, it was on and off and on and off the list. Um, I mean, it was never, I'll be honest with you, it was never near my top five. But it was on and off the list. Uh, it's it's a great song. I I really like that song. That is, you know that hey hey sha la la like mm-hmm. that almost like Lou Reedy section. Yeah, you know like uh, that that definitely speaks to me as a person who mm-hmm. enjoys sounds. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, it just didn't quite make my list. Uh, I'm glad it's on yours. I mean, there's definitely an argument for that in the final fifteen. Sure. Uh, and it, it looks like we're going to have a pretty big argument over the final 15 because we've got not got a ton in, in common yet. Uh, a great choice. Uh, I Again, end my honorable mentions, uh, but just didn't quite make my list. It was on and off and on and off. Uh, a, a great song off a great album. I don't disagree with anything that you said. It just didn't quite make it for me. Fair enough. Uh, what did make it for me at number five is off the same album... Uh, and a song that, uh, if this isn't on your list, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a surprise to me because I am leaning into the sort of hits or best of here. Uh, and this seems, I think this is actually their top charting song ever, and that's saying a lot, mm-hmm. is uh, the song One. Yeah, it's on my list. Okay, good. Uh, there was almost no way for it not to be. Sure. Uh, that's uh, That's a song that... I mean, almost synonymous with the band. Mm-hmm. You know, like you think you too. That's one of the songs you're going to think of. Uh, like I said, I think it's their biggest charting song ever. Like it's a huge hit. Yeah, I think um, I think you're probably right. If it's yeah. not, it probably should be. Yeah, uh, the first song in the encore when we saw them mm-hmm. uh, that they brought out all the Amnesty International people to stand around with you know their lanterns and whatnot. That, for that, that. song, I believe that was that I song. I thought that was for Walk On. Oh, that might have been Walk On. Maybe I maybe I rearranged that in my head. You, you might know be what? right about Sometimes that. Sometimes it happens with concerts uh, from years one of ago. us. One of us has that wrong. One inside. of us is correct. <laughs> it, it might be me. I have a habit. Of remembering concerts in the wrong order, so you're probably right. Okay. Uh, I uh, which makes the story I'm about to tell less impactful. Sorry. Um, but I uh, I actually have a memory of when we saw you two in Bush Stadium on the No Line on the Horizon tour or whatever they called it. It was the No Line on, on the Horizon tour to all of us. Right. But you know sometimes bands name things weird stuff. That was the 360 tour, I think. Yeah, it was I in think the round. I think it was. 360 it was in the round. Right? It's yeah. just that the way Bush Stadium is set up, it kind of wasn't. Yeah, we were behind the stage the way Bush Stadium is set up. We were behind the stage, but it was set up to where. There wasn't really behind the stage. It was just the stage, and then there was some seating available. But yeah. it wasn't in the middle of the stadium Yeah, because it wasn't made big enough. So they yeah. had to play it like a full show, and every once in a while they came back and went, oh, hey, there's people there. Yeah, um, yeah. But the way that the seating worked, we were actually kind of behind and under the yeah, stage. Well, we weren't... If well, we weren't been, under. No, but, it was, but because the way it was designed, we couldn't see a lot. Because they, yeah, they were playing to the front. Yeah. Um, so. Well, because we, the way Bush Stadium was designed, where we were was kind of home run land. Right. So there's this big kind of green you know, field there that they just, if, if someone's going to hit a home run, it's going to land there and it's going to land in grass. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, we were right next to that, which yeah. 
seemed like the back of the of the stadium yeah. the, where there shouldn't logically be a back. Right. And the thing is, if we were up even like four or five rows, we'd yeah. be able to see arrows. It's just a uh, was a good. It looked good on paper. Yeah. The seats looked like they were going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't quite work. That happens sometimes. Well, no, but still, nobody's fault. But one of my, uh, what well, you know, what keeping with the theme, one of my Fab Fifteen concerts that I've ever been to. Sure, that'd be a fun yeah. list. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, we won't have a lot in common, but it'd be fun list. Well, we'd, we'd, have, might, we'd have we'd have some, and we go to a lot of concerts together. Yeah. So what that? Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway. Uh, where were we, and other than they did an encounter, where were we at before that? What were we talking about? Uh, I know we're talking about one. Um, one but um, <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I didn't get to the story I was going to tell. Yeah, I, was, I knew there was a point. Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, the story I was going to tell, I think that this applied to one because like their charity that they've organized is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that's a, a, a non-profit that U2 has set up based on the name of the song. Um. There was a moment during the show that was either debatably during one or walk on where they had a <laughs> bunch of uh, uh, Amnesty International volunteers come out on stage and stand there holding lanterns with the Amnesty logo on it. And Bono was like, yeah, there's bad things going on everywhere, places that you've never heard of, and you should give money to that. And here's a bunch of people who are from that, and you can give money to them. And they're here, and they won't actually get the money themselves, but it'll go to people who need it, unlike the people here who also probably need it. Uh, that was basically the vibe of it. <laughs> yeah. There were a bunch of Amnesty International representation or, uh, representatives standing around the perimeter of the stage, holding little lanterns that had the Amnesty logo on it, kind of standing there while you 2 played a song to tell you to please donate to Amnesty International. Uh, and it was a lovely moment, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, here's one of those moments where they're being a band that has a message beyond just please buy our record. Right. You know, which is always wonderful. Uh, so they did that, and I remember that vividly, although apparently I don't remember what song it was to, but I remember that moment and kind of being, you know, stuck in that moment. And uh, I, I remember it being a beautiful thing. And flash forward a few years... I'm at a church that was here in St. Louis that actually sadly no longer exists called Pursuit. And I was wearing my shirt from the U2 360 tour. And it was kind of an iconic logo from that period in, in U2's career. It was tied in with what they were doing. It was, you know, people, you saw kind of that logo and went, oh, that's a U2 shirt. You know, it was that kind of shirt. And I was wearing that at the church service and hanging around kind of afterward and sort of talking to people. And someone came up to me, and her name's Katie, and I'll say her name because Katie's a wonderful person, uh, and I don't think would mind this story at all. Uh, Katie, who I was pretty good friends with at that point, walks up to me and points at me and says, Is that from the U2 show in St. Louis when they were here on that tour? And I said... Yeah, yeah, I went to that, and I was I was in the crowd and having a good time, and yeah, it was a great show. And she says, "Oh, I was on stage for that." I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, she's like, "Yeah, the part where Amnesty came out. I was one of the people holding the lantern." I like, "Really? Did you get to meet Bono?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> That's kind of the end of that story. But <laughs> it was one of those moments where I realized, wow, years before I met Katie. 
who at that point was someone that I, and, and still is someone that I really value in my life and I think of as a really good person who is doing really great things. She's a wonderful person who has a, who has a, 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 a non-profit organization called uh, Under the Same Tree. She's doing great work with that. Uh, she's raising awesome kids that she's adopted, and, and she her heart is all in on reaching out to people who, who need to be reached out to. Uh, Katie just kind of came up to me, and because of you too, we had a, a moment where like, wow, we were both in the same place at the same time, had no idea of each other, but we had this connection that to me was very important because like that was, I, uh, that was the first time I saw you too and that was one of those shows that I walked out of feeling different and feeling like wow I, I just experienced something that was above and beyond me and I've got to do something with that information and then years later I meet somebody who was also at that show standing on stage telling people hey please donate to this organization that's doing good things Right. You know, and then I just bump into her and she says, oh, yeah, I was at that, too. I was on stage and I did not meet Bono. And I was like, wow, that's so awesome that you didn't meet Bono. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is such a it's such a small world. It was one of those stories, you know, and uh, I thought that was in some way related to the song one, because that is what U2's uh, nonprofit or organization is named but it might have been Walk On. <laughs> One, either way, was the first song out of the uh, encore on that particular tour. That's probably true. Uh, yeah, I actually looked that up. Okay. I went into this prepared this time. Good for you. Because, yeah, I always forget the order that things happened in concerts, so I wanted to actually know this one since we're talking about it. But, yeah, I have a personal connection to, I think, to that song. Uh, but even if I don't, I have a, I have a lovely memory of that time. And in my life, and uh, connected to a wonderful person. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, one is a song that has ended up meaning a lot to me for a lot of reasons. Yeah, well, you don't have to have a personal connection to that song for it to mean a lot to you. Absolutely. Or to be thinking it's one of those songs that, I mean, when it came out, um, there was a lot of talk among people about what exactly what, what, what it was about. Sure. Um, I think it, the general consensus, I don't know if how much this, of this has been backed up by the band, is that it was about the band yeah. and them having to be the f four people into one thing, even yeah, if it's that. basically Bono's show in The Edge. But yeah. um, the four of them combined into one thing. When it came out, most people thought it was about AIDS. Sure. Yeah, um, there's a lot of, lot of different things on it. So it's one of those songs that is... Uh, it means different things to different people, uh, different times. It's vague enough that it can do that, but you know that it's speaking to you anyway. It's yeah. a song that does get covered, surprisingly gets covered. Yeah. Usually when something is that close to a certain band, people don't want to touch it. Yeah. Surprisingly, that song gets covered, and it always works. Yeah. You know, whether it's a good or bad version is not the point. It always sure. works because it's just that type of song. It's ethereal, um, and yet it's also very much rooted in um, again, some gospel sounds in it, and a lot of uh, very much rooted in what am I trying to say? In humanity and in um, I don't know my my 
my brain is trying to put words to things that don't necessarily have words. Uh, so it, this is this is not going well. But um, fantastic song. Everybody yeah. knows it. It's uh, one of those things that you just, you're right. You can't get away from it, and it's uh, yeah. one of their biggest and uh, for an absolutely great reason. So there you go. Yeah, and uh, covered even in the American series by Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, do you need a, be- a bigger endorsement than that? Right. It's on the Johnny Cash American series. I mean, just that opening line of, you know, is it getting better or mm-hmm. do you feel the same? I mean, if that single stanza doesn't speak to you and doesn't make you consider things, I, I, I don't know if there's a conversation to be had with you. Right. You know, like that's an excellent question to like if you're gonna do the deep dive into questions if you're, if you're gonna talk to somebody about what matters to them is it getting better or do you feel the same that's a good place to start right that conversation mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful song it's got some important aspects to it it's got personal ramifications in my life and probably in a lot of the lives of people who are listening sure but even even if you don't have a personal story to connect to it, I think you hear it and you feel something personal. And you connect to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I mean, that automatically just dropped it into my top five. And uh, you said it's apparently in your top five, too. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested in hearing what's at your number four. Well, everything in my top five, bar one, has already been talked about. Okay. So, uh, number, what are we, number four? Yeah. Where I've talked about it, it's a beautiful day. Okay. Uh, everything in my top five from beyond here has not been talked about. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm doing the heavy lifting on this part of the list. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go take a nap. And yeah, this is going to be know. really, I, I'm actually really interested to see what your top three are. Uh, because I mean, beautiful day. We've already talked about, we already sung its praises. My number four, uh, my my top five leans into the Joshua Tree album, which is one of your least favorite U2 experiences, Very I think. Uh, my number four is With or Without You. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> wow, that actually started with, nah. <laughs> that started well, with the I, I knew it was going to be. It's not yeah. like I didn't expect that. But. Sure. Wow, we are not, this is going to be a hard list. <laughs> Uh, with or without you, uh, it's one was probably their biggest hit, but I mean, with or without you, that might be the song that's. If you ask someone to name a U two song, that's probably what they're gonna say. Maybe uh, yeah. it's you know used in. I mean, if you pick a soundtrack from nineteen ninety onward, that's probably on it. Uh, at least in a rom-com or something. Yeah. I mean, it shows up in an episode of Goddamn Friends. I know it does. You know, like... <laughs> I know you don't... I, I actually... I really want to dive into you not liking this record very much. We can... That's fine. It's going to piss off so many people, including me. I know. Me. <laughs> I, I, I really want to You know what? It's fine... Um, you're 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 absolutely shitting on I my top four. Don't mind, I'm not shitting on anything. I <laughs> well, don't. okay, but you're you're bringing it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I just I uh, with or without you is my number four. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, never has a song sounded so ambivalent to me. A hit song, especially. 
I mean, the lyrics are about, um, they're supposed to be longing lyrics, but hey, but it also sounds like, oh, I, can't, I can't live with or without you. But uh, the way he sings, it kind of sounds like I can live with or without you. Mm. Um, so that's a read that a that's, lot of people had when it first came out. That's actually, I that. legitimately still hear people saying, you know, he, can't, he says can. Yeah, you know? he, I mean, he, doesn't, so he says can't. He says can't, but it sounds mm. like can. Um, and that ambivalent take on the lyric fits the music. Hmm. I, you know, and because it's not can, I think the song is boring. If it was can't, if it, if it sounded like you said can't, if you hit the freaking T, yeah. which I mean, you're Irish, I get it. It's but, a little bit of an um, accent thing. A little bit of an accent thing, right. Um, it might change a song for me, but I just hear a very blah, ambivalent song. I don't think it's an interesting melody. I don't think it's an interesting song. I was surprised it was a hit when the when um, uh, Joshua Tree came out. There was I, I didn't know too many U two fans, but I knew a few, and somebody had it on because I don't remember who it was anymore. Somebody had it on cassette because we all had cassettes back then. Sure, and was playing it and said, "You got to listen to this. This is going to be a huge record." And I thought, "Wow, they really dropped the ball on this." <laughs> but I'm also the person who. Heard the first Pearl Jam record before it came out, 10. Yeah. I'd heard before it came out, and I said, wow, it's a great record, but nobody will buy it. So <laughs> what the hell do I know, basically, mm. is the point. Um, uh, by the way, Bullet the Blue Sky, which is on your list, is on the Joshua yeah, I know. Tree. I have two from Joshua Tree. I have, like I said, there are two songs I like. Mm -hmm. So I've got them on here. And one that I kind of don't mind. But yeah... Um, <laughs> Well, because it's a hit and people like it, and I don't mind that one. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't annoy me. But, but you know, it's, but I don't think it's. Tour but I don't think it's great where either. they just played that album, and I didn't go to it. I know you didn't. I also didn't because you didn't. <laughs> didn't want to go to it. I, had I know. No desire. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know this is one where I'm wrong, okay? Fine. I'm wrong. I get it. I'm wrong. Fine. Whatever. But these are still my opinions. No, I thought With or Without You was just, it's just, it just bores me. And wow. I'm tired of seeing it in rom-coms, you know, and seeing it. And, um, and first off, in the friend scene, I was tired of Ross and Rachel anyway sure. by that point. Uh, so, okay, same page on that. So what the hell? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just I just think it's a boring song. So Wow. Anyway, I know a wow. lot of people love it, and that's your right to love it, and God bless you, but... Eh. We're going to get letters. Uh, the, uh, the, wow. Emails. Well, sure. Emails, probably. That's, that's fine. You know, but it's, you know, it's fine. I don't have to like everything that everybody else likes. DB.DerekBrink.com. And, and they don't have to like things that I like. That's fine. DB.DerekBrink.com. That's fine. I will forward them to Dave. Uh, and he will uh, hopefully run them by me before I hit send to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I need you, and I need to keep you, and I agree with you in the things that you're about to say. I admitted I was wrong. What do you want? That's true. That's true. Wow. <laughs> that, uh, uh, if I weren't so entertained, that would have hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, everything... Look, well, I don't want to say that everything that you said is valid, but uh, I, I, the emotion is always valid, the feeling is always valid. Uh, I uh, support your right to be incorrect. Um... <laughs> On America. the song and album, America, uh, on the 4th of July or thereabout. 
Right. Uh, surprisingly few fireworks outside, by the way, as we're doing this. That's the third. Yeah, but I mean, on the second, it was crazy. You weren't mm. here. I, I, you know what? I'll give you this. It's one of those songs that when I hear it, one of the words that does come to my mind is the word saccharin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably what That's you, a good word. That's one of the things that you probably don't like about it. That's also one of the things that I love about it. Sure. Because it just, it's like, yeah, all right, it's saccharin. But, you know, who the fuck doesn't like sugar? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. it just kind of hits me in in a way that I, I can't... I, I Look, I, I can't quantify my love for that song in any way other than it's with or without you. Like, I, I can't say more. Okay. I, I don't know how else to, like, if, uh, I, I know we're not in a position where you're asking me to defend it, but if I were in a position where I had to defend it, I probably couldn't other than, well, listen to it. And the way that it makes me feel, I don't understand why it doesn't make you feel that way. See, and I have the episode. I don't know why everybody loves it. See, uh, yeah. So I, we're just at an impasse. I was on always, that. yeah, I was always surprised it was a single, and why that, that sounds like an album track to me. So really, yeah. Wow. I, again, when when uh, I keep wanting to say Rattle and Hum, but it's Joshua Tree. When Joshua Tree yeah. came out, I was like, well, they kind of failed at being a rock band on this one. Well, that's um, fair. Yeah, I mean, because supposed to be, you know, they were still. I mean, even though. I'm not a big fan of the Unforgettable Fire record. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I still there was still a lot of connection. That was a transitional record. Yeah. Um, but there was still a lot of things on it, um, or at least a few things that I was like, okay, I get this. I get where they're coming from here. Um, and then I thought to just drop the ball when I first heard the record. Some of it grew on me over time. Sure. But, um, yeah. So that's that's just my personal experience with it. Mm. I do think of the two that uh, Unforgettable Fire is a stronger like album. As far as construction, yeah, of it's an album. a but it's a good album. It's not necessarily they have a whole lot of singles on it. Yeah, see, but I think if you Joshua Tree, I think has a bunch of singles. Yeah, and I think of you two in albums. Well, that's I don't fair. think of them in songs. So when I think of you two, I think of this record. I think of that record. I don't. This was actually kind of hard for me because the songs don't mean as much to me as the albums do. That's fair. So, and I think that probably might be one of my reasons I don't like Joshua Tree that much because it is. A singles record, it's a hit record. I'm supposed to, and in part of the whole thing, I'm supposed to like it, so therefore I don't, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think say, it's part of it. I will say that album does, in my opinion, and other people won't agree with this, I think that album kind of peters out in the second half. Uh, yeah, a lot of them do, though. Yeah, but I think they front-loaded it with the with the hits. Sure. I mean, as everybody would, but like, you know... Yeah, it felt purposeful. It felt like they were really reaching and trying okay. to break the market wide open. Like they were almost there, and then Unforgettable Fire thing set them back a little bit. Not a lot, but mm. it just didn't quite, I mean, because it had Pride, which was a big hit, yeah. but it didn't really follow it up. And I think, you know, they were really purposefully trying to, now, they did it, and good on them. You know, um, they did what they set out to do. It yeah. just felt to me at the time, and still does today, like they were trying, that it was, it was a little too calculated. Everyone talks about what an emotional mm. record is, and it feels calculated to me. Wow. But, okay. you know, I'm a, I'm um, old and jaded at this point, so there you go. I mean, let me, let me ask you, can it be both? Can it be calculated, but also emotional? It can, but this one just feels, it always felt a little bit too calculated to me. But maybe because it was... So omnipresent for so long. It was just like for a year or two, 
probably sure. two years. That's I mean, you could yeah, get you away were from that record with that. Yeah, you can if you tried, you couldn't escape that record. Yeah, um, the videos were always on MTV. Yeah, uh, you it was well, on the radio all the time. Let's put that in the framework of the time. I mean, you also had your Metallica. You also had your Def Leppard. You also mm-hmm. had you know like. I mean, the stuff that you probably leaned into more than you two. Sure. And yet you're inundated with, uh, with or without you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I can see where that might be a little bit of a rub. Yeah, and it's, you know, and like I said, the uh, some of the other songs on the record, I didn't, you know, didn't grate on me as much. Okay. Um, I can't say as I'm a big fan of that whole record, but that one, that one specifically, actually, if that wasn't on it, I'd probably have a whole different... Ver, uh, idea wow, on so that it's record. like almost that song. That song really, really bothers me. Wow. It always has. That's really interesting. Yeah, well. Like, uh, there's almost an episode in that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one that uh, really speaks to me, and I think to most U2 fans. I'm sure it does. And it speaks to a lot of people. And mm. I know it, and that's, that's okay. Mm. Again, this is all opinion. It's okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, opinion is, I mean, we're not arguing fact here. No. You know, that's... Because the fact is it's one of their biggest songs and everybody loves it. That's the fact. Yeah. I will give that to you 100%. Sure. But, you know, when we get into the specifics, that's when we start talking. Yeah, I mean, you can't... You can't be wrong on a on an opinion, despite right. what everybody, including me, is going to yell at you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, your. Would you like Would you like me to say something though to redeem myself a little bit here? Yeah, just to I, help out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I would, because up to this point, you've stated preference. Okay. And you're still stating preference. Okay. And that's really well. All this is are, more are preference. This is more preference. But, yeah. But my number three is where the streets have no name. Does that okay. make it better? The, yeah, that's bit? absolutely on my list. Okay. Also, I got us off to the next thing, so transition. Yay. Yeah. Segways. Way to go. Um, no, Where the Streets Have No Name is the best song, in my opinion, on that album. I agree. I like that song quite Opens a bit. Opens the album. I enjoyed the, um, I enjoyed the video very much, the whole Beatles trip-off thing they did. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Sure. That was a fun thing. Um, it's a uh, song that has U2 doing what U2 does best. The way that the instruments play off of one another. Bono's uh, very specific, yet not really saying anything lyrics. Sure. Um, it's, you know, it's a great song. That's one that every time I hear it, um, you know, I enjoy that one. I like it. That one, the radio can go up a little bit on that one. I enjoy yeah. it as a live track. It's yeah. a great song on an album that I just didn't care much for, but that's a, uh, that's a really great song. I think everybody can sing it. Um, it's about heaven, apparently. Um, a lot sure. of people say it's about heaven, and it very well may be. Um, sure. But either way, it's about escape and a glorious escape to something new and better. Yeah. And who doesn't relate to that? Um, yeah. That's uh, it's it's a really it's a fantastic song and uh, definitely deserving of the top five. No matter who you are. So yeah. There you go. Uh, one of the people who might not agree with you is Bono. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I've actually, <laughs> I, I've seen er, interviews with him in particular where he's criticized his uh, lyrical structure in that song. He doesn't like some of the rhymes. Uh, and like I watched, uh, yeah. I watched a thing where he was with the other members of U2 where he was talking about how he would change some of the lyrics and the other members of U2 were just like staring at each other going, what, what is he talking about? And like, you know, sort of shrugging at the person who was interviewing him like, I, I, I don't know, he's crazy. You know, <laughs> but uh, I, I think Edge might have even said essentially that, 
Like, yeah. I, 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 what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, like, he's, he's wrong. You know? Uh, that is uh, one of the quintessential U2 songs. It's, uh, uh, as, again, as a person who has accidentally uh, modeled his guitar tone and guitar presence after The Edge... Uh, which is one of those things, I don't think I even know how much of an influence on my guitar playing The Edge has been. Because he's one of the first guys who ever really played his effects as much as he played his guitar. Right. Uh, and that has always been huge to me. Because, frankly, Checkmates at Home and fans of my music, if you listen to my stuff, and especially my solos, and you remove the delay effects and the reverb and the other bullshit that I put on top of it, it's pretty meddling. It, it, it's fine. Yeah, it's a perfectly good solo. But you put the other shit on there that The Edge taught me how to use, and it's a pretty good damn solo. Like, it, it stands out a little bit. Like, yeah, that guy knows what he's doing. No, that guy knows how to use his effects, and I got that from The Edge. And one of the clearest examples of that that you can find in U2's career is Where the Streets Have No Name. Because yeah. he's playing so little there and the echo is doing so much of the work the dun 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 little dun 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 little dun 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 little so mm. much of that that you hear is echo not actually stuff that he's actually playing it's echoes of stuff that he played a couple of seconds before and it's kind of popping up anew because of what his effect boxes do and like he's one of the him and oddly Michael Anthony from Van Halen are the guys who turn me on to what effects can do and how you can use, you know, to quote Neil Peart and Rush, all this technology making modern music. Right. You know, you can use all this stuff that's at your disposal that you can't do with your hands, but you can build these interesting things because of all this technology around you. Edge pioneered that. And it opens up the Joshua Tree record with Where the Streets Have No Name. And it's one of those songs that is undeniably, indelibly linked to that band. You sure. hear that song and you go, oh, that's The Edge and that's U2. Mm -hmm. You know, or the other way around, that's U2 and that's The Edge. Right. Uh, you know, you just, you, you know how that song feels. To the point that uh, uh, one of my bosses has a ringtone that is like a default standard nonsense ringtone that sounds a little bit like that song. And, like, <laughs> one day his phone just kind of goes off and he wasn't, you know, particularly paying attention to it, but it was like... And I just stood up just... I wanna run! <laughs> I wanna... I just started singing that song. And he was like, wow, that is that song, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. And, like, we all know it. Yeah, the way you sang it there, though, sounded a little bit like a circus song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, sorry, folks, yeah. I, you know. But the, uh, it's, it's funny you're talking about the Edge's effects. Did you, uh, have you ever seen It Might Get Loud, that movie? I, I haven't. You know, you're partly to blame for that because it's been on my last, like, three Christmas and birthday lists and no one has fucking bought it for me. <laughs> I, I keep... Well, then buy it. Uh, yeah, that's valid. Um, <laughs> All right, you know it's my fault. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, 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 uh, I want to see that. The thing that keeps me away from it is a little bit Jack White because I both respect him and don't okay. respect him. I was going to quote that movie, but I don't uh, want to. Please it. do. I don't want to. Okay. Please do. Well, there's just this one part where uh, 
before they're kind of interview all the, all the players before they get together and you know play with one another at the end sure. of the thing um and Jack White says something I don't know the exact word. We just said something about how uh not just an amp and a volume knob, you know, you don't, don't need all this tricky you know, <laughs> design, you know, effects and all this bullshit. And then, you know, the next thing you see is Edge with this giant rack of yeah, stuff yeah. and knowing that they're about to go play together. It's yeah, it's, wow. it's an interesting uh, music uh like that moment. quote makes me want to fight Jack White. Yeah, you see my pedal board. Yeah. Um <laughs> and so uh but that that is one of the most fun parts of the movie for me because like they're gonna play in a minute and yeah, neither one of them gonna be happy with them. <laughs> so um, I have it's a seen, great movie though. It's a great it's it's a good flick. So you should I I have check it seen out. the clip of that where Edge is talking to uh, Jack White and uh, 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 Jimmy Page. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know what song he's even talking about, but he says, "Do you know what I'm actually playing on that?" And he turns off all the effects and plays what he's actually playing, and it's just nothing. Yeah, it's just ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's just nothing. And then like turns all the effects and like, oh, that's that that's that song. <laughs> you know, like that that is kind of like Edge is one of those guys who again plays his effects as much as he plays right. his guitar, and uh, that's been foundational to me as a musician. And where the streets have no name. Folks, if you're wondering what an effects box can do, turn on that song. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that's at your number three. It's also on my list. That's, that's an excellent choice. Uh, I, you know what? You redeemed yourself for uh, what you said about With or Without You. Yay. Uh, I understand how someone... Well, I did to you. I don't know about song. the rest of the listening public, but to you, I did. Uh, I represent all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am their, uh, I am their, their avatar. Uh, my number three is a little bit different. Uh, it's a song that, uh, honestly, I didn't pay that much attention to until one day in a blog post on your old blog, which no longer exists. Uh, you called attention to it, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I listened to it, and then we saw you too, and I went, yeah, that's that's a good song. It's the song that they closed the night with from the No Line on the Horizon album, Moment of Surrender. Yeah. Is that on your list? No. Wow. But it was, well, it was, uh, it was in, in contention, but... Wow, that... I actually remember uh, the year that that album came out, you made a top ten list of your albums of the year, and that was your number one. That was my one. number one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you drew specific attention to that song. Yeah, that's a great song. Which made me listen to it differently. Amy. Hey, uh, that, that song, uh, despite the fact that Bono at one point says ATM machine, which is a redundancy. Yes. Because it's automatic teller machine machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite that lyrical conundrum that bothers me, uh, to this day, apparently, uh, that is a song that, uh, uh, it starts and I kind of go, okay, this, you know, dun, 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 and it kind of like gets into my soul a little bit and then it, it, it gets to, it gets to the point where the lyric kicks in and Bono just, I burn myself with wire and I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah, it just rips yeah. my heart out every time. And I get chills up and down the spine, and like my shoulders start shaking, and I can't listen to it while I drive. <laughs> you know, like it's one of those songs. Yeah. It just, it, it's wormed its way into my soul. 
Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not 100% sure what it's about other than the moment of surrender, which is the name of the song, the moment where you realize, I have to give up. I have to give up whatever I'm holding on to because whatever I'm holding on to is stopping me from moving forward. I have to let this go. Mm -hmm. And that is huge. From a personal standpoint, from a, from, a, uh, from a theological standpoint, that is a huge expression. And you too grabbed onto it, shook it around, set it to a melody, and made it important to anybody who hears it. Sure. And uh, that song, uh, if we were constructing this list based just on personal favorites, it'd be my number one. Okay. Hands down, number one. But uh, just from a spirit of feeling like I've got some other things to, you know, like that I've got to pay homage to for other YouTube fans, right. it's my number three. Gotcha. But uh, I'm actually a little bit shocked to find that that's not on your list, because Moment well, like of I said, it was is a hugely important it song It was in contention. Um, I just was trying to... I don't know, I just had a lot of things I wanted to do, and you know how these lists are. One day you make them, and then later on you go, eh, I probably should have been, you know, that's sure. how that works. Um, but yeah, I really like that record. Um, I think it's an underrated record. Overall. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Moment of Surrender is, uh, yeah, it's a great song. It's a good, uh, very emotional song. I've always, I always equated it with people uh, who were uh, in the throes of addiction trying to sure. get that up. Um, it could, could be could be other things, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a really good song. Um, and now that we talk about it, it probably should have been on the list. I just didn't really, Yeah, I had other things I knew I wanted to hit and then it just kind of fell off the, off the wayside there. But yeah. yeah. Shocking to me that it means so much to me because of you. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> and on I your, didn't put on my list. Yeah, well, on your fucking you know, list. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I, that's, that's a very me thing to do. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh, so yeah that was my number three is Moment of Surrender one of the most important songs in my life what is your number two? <laughs> alright so uh, the other we've already talked about my number two and number one sure uh, number two is one two is one <laughs> that's kind of ironic yeah I don't, there you go yeah. well, we've already talked about it so yeah, no we need to continue on we've already done I mean what uh, I guess what kept it well I guess I, we'll find out what kept it from being your number one when we, mm -hmm. when we get your number one won't sure. be uh, but yeah, we've already, I guess, said all we need to say about that, huh? Yes, I agree. My number two is, uh, one of U2's many, many, many gimmies. Um, and it's, uh, apparently not on your list, because you said we've talked about everything on your list. I still don't know what your number one is, because I'm not paying that much attention. Fair. Uh, but my number two is, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Also off the Joshua Tree album. Also off Joshua Tree, yes. Which you're not a big fan of. No, I mean, this is the song when I said I don't mind it. Um, I don't think it's as good as everyone thinks it is, but it's not terrible. It's not bad. Wow. I just don't think it's as good as everyone makes it out to be. That's which doesn't mean I don't think it's good. Sure. It's just, you know... Uh, but again, it's part of my whole thing. It's that album, so I'm, I'm probably, yeah. you know, a little bit jaded by it. Um it's, got, it's, it's kind of it's kind of fun to sing, yeah. sing that chorus every once in a while. But mm. um, it's just interesting. I don't think it's as good as everyone thinks it's it, that it is. It's my number two. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's fine. Well, it's not my number two. It's not on my list. So sure. that holds up. I don't understand mm. where the issue is. 
<laughs> I well, yeah, I guess I put you in an unfair position there because I I stated that it's one of my favorites and then just like stopped and like why isn't it one of yours? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. like that's not that's not fair. I should no, be defending that's... why it's one of mine. <laughs> Uh, not even defending. I should just be stating why it's right. one of mine. Uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for is, uh, uh, again, just in that pocket of edge being edge. Uh, and, like, it's it's a little bit... It's a little bit just the tone of the song and just the what the guitar is doing in the song that, that sort of grabs me. Uh, which, it by the way, it took me years to figure that out because uh, I certainly heard the song before I was a guitar player. And uh, but it took me a long time to realize that oh, a lot of what's attracting me to that song is is the guitar vibe, because a lot of uh, uh, a a fair criticism of that song is that uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for is structurally and especially tonally very similar to where the streets have no name. Mm-hmm. It's almost the same song in yeah, a lot very, of ways. Very you could, similar. You could easily be forgiven for confusing the two. Uh, I think that that's why it speaks to me so much, is that it's, it's you know, right in line with one of my favorite U2 songs. Uh, but I also just sort of, like, you know, I mean, the title of the song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I get it. Yeah, I mean, everybody relates to that, sure. Yeah. Uh, I've tried a lot of stuff, and I still don't, I, 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 I still haven't landed on it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm 43 years old, and I get that. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those songs that speaks to me. Uh, I, 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 I feel like we're late enough in the evening that I don't have enough to say to, to kind of, you know, satisfy anybody. And uh, anything I ask of you, you're, you're just going to say, eh, just not my thing. You yeah, know? No, I mean, I I agree. It's a very relatable lyric. Um, I say I'm not going to go there. Um, what? Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's a relatable lyric. It's just, it's the kind of plain lyric. Mm. I don't want to say, plain is probably the wrong word, but the kind of straightforward, straightforward lyric sure. that always kind of leaves me flat. Okay. Like, like you can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. Wow, that's the same song, isn't it? Duh. Wow. I mean, we know yeah. that, Mick. Thanks. Okay. You know, and bring a choir in for it. Sure. Incidentally, my favorite um, Stone song. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I don't like. But uh, <laughs> wow, shit. <laughs> from the from the Stones, I don't like that. So everybody, everybody says, "Oh, what a great, what a wonderful, what a sentiment, intelligent sentiment." Well, no, it's that obvious life. Duh. Go we over. are at my house, and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll look after the cats for a while. I'll be fine. Okay. Um, so, the good boys. Yeah. Um, they get kisses on their head after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it's the straightforwardness of the lyric that I think keeps it from me from being a little bit better of a, uh, or from being higher up in my U2 songs. Like I say, yeah. I don't dislike the song at all. Yeah. It's just not top five or top 15, I guess, for me. Wow. You've at least twice been in an audience where they've played that song. Mm-hmm. And I've clapped. Like, it's fine. Yeah, that's not on my list. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, just because a band does it in a concert doesn't mean, you know, that well, yeah, one of my favorite songs. Well, yeah, but you're surrounded by people who are like, yeah, I still haven't... Like, raising their hands to the skies, and you're like, yeah, not on my, on my 15. 
Wow. I don't, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Um, uh, well, and, and, and in the grand scheme of things, it's not. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> but, you know, it's, I like, again, I don't like U2 as a singles or songs band. I like them as an album band. So hmm. my view on the singles or on individual songs is probably going to be different from a lot of other people because I look at, I look at the complete work not the parts of it. Hmm. That's kind of like a like albums to me are kind of like a book. You know, sure. you can have two or three really good chapters, but does the whole thing hold up? Hmm. You know, um, or does it? Or do the last uh, couple of songs peter out like a Stephen King book? I mean, is that what's? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I love Stephen King. I've read almost everything he's written. I love Stephen King. Don't get, don't mishear me. DB at DerekBrink.com. I will forward it to Dave. But <laughs> that's Stephen oh King no, fans. he knows. He knows. Well, no, that's true. He knows because in the It 2 movie, he played a um, a store owner. And one and the guy, uh, I can't remember the character's name now, goes in and he's reading Stephen King, the store the storekeeper, is reading one of, the, has one of the guy's books there. He says, you read my book? Yeah. You want me to sign it for you? Nah, I don't like your endings. So that's clearly, <laughs> and it's a great inside joke because yeah, he knows. Yeah, I seen it. That's he knows. Good. So, um, you know, I'm not saying anything nobody knows, and nobody's said before on that yeah. one. But the point is, to me, when I think, I think of you 2 in a different way, I think, than a lot of people do. So I look at their complete works more so than I look at the songs. So this mm. song, so this list was actually kind of a weird one to make, and I'd actually think about a lot of things differently. I was like, well, do I like it? Why do I like that? Why don't I like that? So... Um, and so, I think that's where a lot of this is coming from. So that's almost a function of like the album rather than the song. To a degree, okay. yes. I can cut this out of the episode if I need to, but I mean, I guess my question is, have you found what you're looking for? Is that, I mean, is that part of it? In what sense? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know because like no, I, hear the, um... I hear that song and I think I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. I haven't either. Do you hear well, it and in, go, yeah, I kind of have. You're, I, I, I get why you're saying that, but in it's fine. In some ways, yes, I have, but not in all. Hmm. There are, you know, there's always things you, reach, sure. you reach for and that you wish for and that you um, aim your life towards. There's always things, there's always going to be things that I'm just never going to have that I want, and I, but I've made a peace with that on a lot of things. You've made peace with that. I made a peace with some of that, yeah. key phrase. But you I have to understand that I felt the same way about this song since I was a teenager. Sure. And it was in. I always felt, yeah, the lyrics, okay, not great, um, good idea, but I didn't like the way it was. I did say execution. Mm. of the lyrical idea on this one because I think it could have done more than it does. But it's got that gospel-y thing that I like. Yeah. It's got, you know, a lot of good moments in it. It's not a bad song. It just, it never grabbed Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't mean to accuse you of saying that it's a bad song. Yeah, no, and, it's, and yeah. you know, and yeah, I mean, like I say, we all relate to Still Can't Found What I'm Looking For. There are certain places in life where I think we all have that. We all will have that. If you don't have that, you don't have something you're looking for and something you're trying to find, what's the point? Yeah. You know, you should be always digging and always looking for more and always trying to better yourself in one way or another. Mm. So I don't think it's an emotional reaction. I think it's just mm. I'm not that big on... And I, I, it's not one of my favorite U2 songs. It's a U2 song I like. Just not one of my favorites. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, to me, that's just like one of the... like. 
that's one of the gimmies. You know, that's one of like. Oh, the, sure, it's a gimme, but yeah. and that's another reason probably why it doesn't rate very high with me because it's well, yeah, duh, everybody. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, you know, move on next. So <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. So there you go. Fair enough. You said move on next, so I guess we should maybe move on. I didn't to mean it that next. way, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, what is your number one? My number one is Pride in the Name of Love. Okay, wow, that is much higher than it was on my list. Yeah, um, uh, always been my favorite U2 song, probably always will be. Okay. Um, I just, like I said before, I love every aspect of that song. Mm. Um, I don't think they could get it better in, if they tried, and they mm. did. I think it's on the uh, Songs of Surrender, isn't it? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. and you know, and that's a good version too. It's I mean, not, the only thing that good. they got better was they corrected the timeline, right? You know, <laughs> um, but yes, but it's just a fantastic song, um, and that's probably why I don't, why I'm not um, as big on Unforgettable Fire as I should be, because that song's so great, yeah, that I don't, I don't think they could match up to it. You know, the, now that mm. I think about it, and I'm thinking about it in this in a slightly different way. They probably couldn't have come up with anything that rivals it because it's so great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's just always been my favorite. But anyway, that's why it's number one, and probably that's a little selfish. It probably should be down a step or two, but um, uh, but it's my list, so I get to do whatever I want. So, <laughs> therefore, uh, Pride in the Name of Love is my top U2 song. That's off an album that you don't love. It's yeah. your number one. Uh-huh. I know. It's, it's, it's a weird contradiction. Yeah. I just talked about the albums I don't love, but um, but that's a great... But I think I think that's the thing about that album is that song is so great, I want the rest of it to be great too, and it's just not there. Okay, valid. Um, I think that's why I don't like that record, but um, you know, I may have to go back and listen to it since we're talking about it so yeah. much. Um, like I said, there are other songs I like on it. It's just that you know that's just peak U2 to me, so, um, and the rest of the record didn't hold up, so that's my problem with that record, if, if that's a problem, I don't even know, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't call um, that a problem, yeah, uh, but I know, I know it kind of contradicts everything I said, but I like, you know, there's two or three songs on Joshua Trey, like, I don't like that record either, sure, as a record, you know, so, but, um, those well, yeah, songs... and that is again that is an important distinction to call out is the difference between liking a single and liking a record. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, I like "Bullet the Blue Sky" a lot. You know, I like um, "Where the Streets Have No Name." That's a great song. Yeah. You know, and um, what we're talking about, still haven't found a looking for it. That's sure. I like it. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's just but the record. So the U two records that I love, I love almost everything on it. Sure. The YouTube records I don't like. I like a few things, and then we're done. That's so valid. There you go. It's valid. But um, Pride, just as a song, is um, that's one that's always stood out to me. Uh, and I was one. annoyed yeah. when we went to the uh, concert at Bush a few years back on the No Line tour. I was actually I'd left my seat during that point, and I was outside uh, at the merch tents and stuff, um, and I missed the whole song because people in front of me were. Oh, uh, very, very slow. Oh, I don't remember Sometimes that. Sometimes you go to a concert and people that here or there have clearly never been to one in their yeah. life. And uh, I went out, it's like, okay. Because I remember what song they played before. It was like, all right, I'm going to sneak out here because uh, the merch lines were so long. I don't think I bought anything at first. Right. I'm going to go back out. I remember those being okay. long lines. So I'm going to go. So yeah. I said, I was going to go back out during that song. I'll be back in three, four minutes. Buy a t-shirt, come back. Easy yeah. peasy. 
one person working the stand. Yeah. And this is in the middle of a concert, so that's fine. But the person in front of me has no clue how to buy a concert T-shirt, oh, asking all sorts of questions. I hate that. Uh, looking at sizes, trying to figure it out. So, um, and so the person in front of me was um, just completely clueless. And, you know, the little girl they left in charge of the, of the thing didn't know how to move it along and didn't know what to do. Because this is a, you know, teenage girl. She doesn't have the, you know, the uh, experience. Yeah. So maybe we'd be like, okay, tell you what, let me get back to you real quick. There's one person behind you. Let me grab them. Think about it. I'll be right back with you. Yeah. Easy peasy. No problem. But being a teenage girl, she had no clue how to do that. Right. So I don't blame her at all. But the person in front of me, OMG, make up your mind. Yeah. You don't have to see the sizes on everything. You don't have to ask all these questions. That none of it matters. Yeah. What's your, you know, figure out a size. Yeah. Get the bigger one. Yeah. Because they shrink. Right. Buy the thing and go back to your seat. Right. So I missed my favorite song, waiting yeah. for this person. I almost left. And I was like, well, I'm not going back in and coming back out. So. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's that, my story from that show. It's not as good as yours. But. <laughs> that is one of those frustrating things that like you're in a merch line and like. Someone gets to the front of the line and, like, just know what the size is of the shirt you have on. Yes. And ask for that size. Like, that... that, If you're worried about it, get one bigger. Yeah. That is the end of that conversation and that equation. Just ask for the size that you're wearing. And if you're in the line and you're looking at the t-shirts and the posters and whatever else, flags, whatever it is, and you can't make up your mind... Yeah. Step back out. Yes. Or let some, or say, you know what, go ahead of me. Yes. And then make up your mind. Yeah. I mean, it took, uh, you know, the oldest daughter to a concert a week or so ago, and uh, we're looking, we were in line, and she's like, oh, which one should get? Which I'm like, well, you decide quickly, because, you know, whatever one pops to your head, that's the one you get. Yep. You know, uh, whichever one, you know, so oh, I like that one, I like the design, but I like the color on that one better. It's like, well, I like, you know, I'm trying to teach her how to, how to concert, right? So, yeah. okay. I like number three. I like the design. Colors not my favorite. So, well, I really like the color on that one. I said, is that the one you like the best? Yeah. Then get it. Yeah. Easy peasy. You're done. Get yeah. it. Move on. You know, if you want to come back out and get something else later, that's great. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want to, if you see the opener, you think, hey, they're pretty cool. I'll go support them. That's great too. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not a life-ending decision. You just get, you go and you move on. You know, sometimes yeah. you wish you had a different t-shirt, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's like, man, I should have got that poster. I should have got that signed whatever. Um, you know, we all have the regrets, but don't slow, slow, don't slow down my evening. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, that's fine. uh, Number one is pride. I I think that was all important for people to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, your number one was pride. My number one, we've already talked about. Uh, I, I think from everything I said before, this is going to be no, no surprise. My number one is where the streets have no name. There you go. Uh, off the another Joshua match. Tree record, huh? Another match. Yeah, another match. Not not anywhere near exact, but uh, we've got a match. Um, well, I, that's close. Kind of, yeah, it's number not, three not, for me. Yeah, not that. That's pretty far close. Off. That's true. Uh, but yeah, so we've where the streets have no name. I said everything I really need to. Uh, I I will add to that again. Maybe not my favorite U two song. If we were doing this just by favorite, that might be Moment of Surrender. Sure. But uh, as far as impact on me, impact on guitar players, impact on people who hear it, uh, that had to be my number one. It's your number three. 
Uh, I, I think that's a pretty good... Uh, I'm going to use the word, the word synergy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good... Uh, I, I think we measured up pretty well there. So my number one is where the streets have no name. I have nothing really additional to add to that that nobody you know has already heard. So unless you have anything else to say, we need to get to the business of arguing over what our number one will be. Yeah. So you want to get into the uh, runners-up honorable mentions? Yeah, let's uh, do that. A lot of yours are on my honorable mentions, uh, and maybe vice versa for all I know. But yeah, let's, yeah, let's touch on those a little bit. Okay. Uh, what do you got? Um, well, I'll just run through my list real quick. There's no need to really talk about them much. Sure. Um, elevation. Yeah, that's on, that's on my honorable mentions. Um, I tried to cross out the stuff we've talked about already. I did too, yeah. Uh, but I don't think I got them all. So, Elevation, uh, Out of Control. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. not um, even on my mentions, but yeah. yeah. Uh, God, we'll send his angels. We talked about that a sure. little bit. Uh, the Fly. Hey, that was on my honorables. Yeah. Uh, walk On. Uh, that, weirdly not on my honorables, but should have been. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, uh, good Mysterious song. Ways I put on there. That's on. My, that's one that I uh, sort of a heartbreaker to not be on. The yeah, list. that was kind of a sad cut. Yeah, because that was one of the ones like Octong. I think I said something like uh, "Real Thing" and another song f- from that album echo in my mm-hmm. head as a representative of that time in yeah. my life. Other ones, Mysterious Ways. Yep. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had. Uh... The Batman song, Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me. Kill yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, yeah it's on okay. my albums, uh, which is one. kind of a weird cut, kind of a, you know, like it's, a weird choice. It's a weird song. Yeah. That's why I like it. It's just yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Um, there shouldn't have been anything, but it right. was. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that one we talked about. Uh, Miracle of Joy Ramon I like, even though it doesn't say Joy in it, mm. you're right. But the Songs of Surrender version does. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, they, they corrected that mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, um, that's a good song. Good yeah. opener. Um, American Soul. Good one. Yeah, not really, on my list, but very good, good uh, late later year song, uh, "Angel of Harlem." Oh wow! Which was oh yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, that was um, I would kind of went back and forth between that and Desire, but sure, um, "Angel Harlem," uh, "Magnificent." That's a, yeah, that should have been on my honor roll. Really good uh, late period song, uh, and then two uh, old ones, the Jurassic area, like as you like to say. Sure. Um, Eleven o'clock tick tock. Good one. And Party Girl. Good one. Which I yeah. I really like that one. Um, Party Girl's a definitely a weird pull. Very weird, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it was on the uh like I said, the uh uh Blood Red Sky and we yeah. used to listen to that all a, a lot. So Yeah. There you go. So that was all my uh runners up, which is kind of their own list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As it is, and that's not including the stuff mm. we talked about. So you got anything else? Uh yeah, my honorables that weren't on yours or on your list proper, uh uh the sweetest thing. Okay, good one. Uh, just, just an infectious chorus. Yeah, good you one. Know? Uh, so that's that's one of them. Uh, another one is uh, sort of a latter day song, "Stay." Uh, was oh, that uh, far away, so close? Yeah, that yeah, stay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I just like that one. It that's just sort one. of sticks in my head a little bit. I don't have a lot to say about it other than yeah. it sticks in my head a little. Oh yeah, I could, I, I could go into a lot of these. Yeah, but there's no... that's why I didn't hit the list proper. Is I just sort of like it. Uh, the other one. Back and forth on if this was going to be my 15 or if Go Your Own Way would. Uh, or Get Out of Your Own Way. Out, go Your Own Way is a completely different band. <laughs> uh, get Out of Your Own Way. Uh, back and forth on if this or Get Out of Your Own Way would be my number 15. But I went with Get Out of Your Own Way just to have something from Songs of Experience on it as much as anything else. Okay. Uh, 40 was almost my number 14. Yeah. Uh, just because... 
I uh, the the iconic image of them leaving Red Rocks with mm-hmm. the audience singing "How Long yeah. to Sing This Song," like that is indelibly on my mm-hmm. soul of like yeah. just the crowd singing. And that's that good. That's one of those. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those um, songs that I don't think about a lot, but when I do, yeah, yeah, it pops yeah. up. It's one of the, the reason it didn't make my list is I think much better live song than album track. Yeah, uh, and they did it on the songs of surrender too. It's yeah, they did the last song. Yeah, song and number it works song very number well forty. There. Yeah, so works very well. They there. had to do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that was absolutely calculated, no question. But that I mean that covers my honorables and uh, the covers yours too. Okay, uh, I'm sure that they're. I mean, we could almost go album by album and just talk about. Uh, oh yeah, there's a lot more, but that's the ones that yeah. came to mind. Yeah. Um, so that's a strong list of honorable mentions. We've got a strong list of ones that actually made our 15s. Uh, so we've got to yeah, like dive into that. Six of them, I think, that match? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we've got six matches. Okay. So the six that we have in common, which might be an all-time low for numbers that we have in common, <laughs> uh, the six that we have in common are Vertigo, I Will Follow, Beautiful day where the streets have no name, one and pride in the name of love. Those are the six that we have in common. We've got a lot of work to do. We have nine to fill in. Okay. All right. Okay, so we've done a little bit of discussion off mic. Uh, that's not even true. We've done a little bit of independent research off mic more than anything. Uh, so, checkmates, you're going to hear us kind of argue about what will fill the other nine spots. I'm sure you'll hear some paper rustling and that kind of thing, at least on my end. Because uh, we've got we've got nine spots to fill here. Um, that's, that's a substantial difference. I've got several from my own that I would argue. I've got a... Uh, several from yours that I think are legitimate arguments too. Uh, but let's, uh, I don't know how much, uh, you've been thinking, but I know, I know the work I've been doing since I hit pause, but I don't know what you've been doing exactly. Let's, Most, uh, mostly watching your cat. Mostly watching my, okay, so maybe I should start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, maybe, to, um, so, um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to try to figure out number one first or just fill in the blanks and then we do number one? I always forget how we do it. Uh, and I, I've listened to all the shows recently so I could get the Spotify playlist going, and I don't remember yeah. what we do. We've done a little bit of both, honestly. Right. Um, I mean, if you want to land on a number one, that's fine. Well, we fine. can fill in the list if you'd rather. That's probably more interesting. That probably is, yeah. Okay, let's land on... Let's do the list. Yeah, let's fill in the list. Okay. Um, so, uh, I just stated it on the recording, but I'll, I'll restate it real quick. We've got Vertigo, I Will Follow, Beautiful Day... Where the streets have no name, one and pride in the name of love in common. We've got Jonko rustling around in my vertical blinds in the background. Uh, uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, so we've got nine spots to fill in. From my own list, I would argue six. From your list, I would argue five, which is way too many. So <laughs> that's kind of where we are. Are there any on your list that aren't on the the that aren't already agreed that you would really put in an argument for? Uh, several. <laughs> <laughs> um, specifically, 
uh, New Year's Day and Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah, those both go on. Both need to be on there, I think. Yeah. Um, outside of that, it's kind of a little back and forth here. Uh, the ones that jump out to me from yours that are uh, that I didn't already agree with are uh, Desire, uh-huh. uh, Bullet the Blue Sky, and Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses. Those immediately jump out to me. Uh, I like all those. I also like uh, um, Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own, I think, is mm. worthy of... Kind of a dark horse. Um, yeah, but I like all those. Mm-hmm. Um, if I so... give you... If I give you the three that I mentioned, plus the two that you've already had, you've already got five, and I've got four. The other ones I agreed on, or the other ones I just stated from your list are Bullet, the Blue Sky, and uh, Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses. Okay, well, I'm okay with both of those. Okay, so put both of those on? Yeah. Uh, what uh, What's on my list that I would argue for is uh, even better than the real thing, uh, Bad... City of Blinding Lights, just as a personal choice, that one I could hedge on. Uh, With or Without You, I think it needs to be on the list. Yeah, I know. Uh, Moment of Surrender is one of my favorites, uh, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Okay, so... um, I'm just going to write down With or Without You. Yeah, that's got to go on, um, by personal opinion, notwithstanding it. Sure. It has to be on there. Um, You should put... Uh, still haven't found what I'm looking for. Put that on. Okay. City of Lightning Lights was on my list for a while, so I'm kind of leaning okay. towards that, actually. Um, I'm fine with that. But... It surprises me, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, that was on my list for a long time. Um, the very first list I made, that was on there. Okay. i got no problem adding that. If we add that, we've got one left. If we went with one of the ones on my list that I'm arguing for, would be Real Thing... Uh, bad or moment of surrender, unless we want to, like toss on, like a thing that we like, unless we want to put on like the hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me, since we both had that on our honorable mentions, or you know, something like that. But I was thinking if we were doing, if we wanted to put in a runner-up honorable mention type deal, we both mentioned mysterious ways. Well, that's true. Um, I'm okay with that. Which is a, which is gonna be. Um, well, it's leaning a little heavy into Octong Baby, but I'm okay with that. Again, that's where I fell in love with you too. Well, and it is one of their most popular records. Yeah, I mean, you would you don't do a residency in Vegas over a, a flop. That's true. You know? Let, let's toss in Mysterious Ways. Okay. So that's uh, we've got 15 songs listed, with obviously 30 that we could also list. Right. Uh, the 15 that we have listed, the uh, what, six that we agreed on, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if number one is in these six, but it might be. Uh, the six that we agreed on was, uh, Vertigo, uh, War, pardon me, Grammar, uh, Vertigo, I Will Follow, Beautiful Day, Where the Streets Have No Name, One, and Pride in the Name of Love. Uh, the nine that we've selected outside of that, that's, wow, that's a lot. The nine that we've selected outside of that currently our New Year's Day, Sunday Bloody Sunday, Desire, Bullet the Blue Sky, uh, Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses, With or Without You, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, City of Blinding Lights, and Mysterious Ways. That's a pretty good list. And I think we just need to land on a number one. Yeah. Uh, which is gonna be tricky. Um, 
I mean, is the number one in the six that we agreed on, or is it one that's in the ones that we didn't immediately agree on, you know? Because I, I, I really think if you said to someone, hey, name a U2 song, they're going to say with or without you. See, I think they'll say one. Okay, maybe one of those two. I don't think either of those is our personal number one for either of us. I mean, it obviously wasn't. Looking at the two of our lists, the number one is where the streets have no net. Because that was my number one, that was your number three. Okay. But, if we're looking at what's iconic to listeners that aren't us, yeah, it's probably, well, it's probably one or with or without you. I'm fine with it not being with or without you. If it's not with or without you, it's one, if it's other listeners. So I, I really think the question is, is it one or is it where the streets have no name? In so my where heart. the streets have no name is the one that we had highest ranked between the two of us yeah well that should be it then okay our number one is where the streets have no name that would just by default make our number two one oddly which is where it was on your list uh (laughs) which is uh fine with me i'm fine with our fab 15 our number one being where the streets have no name that's uh that's absolutely fine with me that's that's that was my number one on my list Okay. Uh, so no complaints here, unless you've got any final nope, uh, rebuttals okay. or anything like that. Nope, I think we're good. Okay. So checkmates at home, our number one is where the streets have no name, and after that the list is in no particular order. The other 14 that we've agreed on are Vertigo, I Will Follow, Beautiful Day, One, Pride in the Name of Love, New Year's Day, Sunday Bloody Sunday, Desire, Bullet the Blue Sky, Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses, With or Without You, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, City of Blinding Lights, and Mysterious Ways. I think that would be an awesome set to see you two just, like, come out and hit that and leave. <laughs> like, not maybe not in that order, but I think that pretty would be a pretty though. awesome set. Pretty yeah. close to that order. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. That's pretty strong. I mean, Where the Streets Have No Name is an excellent starting track. It has that nice slow build into it, that fade in, and then it hits like just it goes nuts, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then yeah, that's 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 a pretty good, pretty good list, pretty strong. Um, I think that's a that's a good strong list with our number one being where where the streets have no name. Sure. Uh, coming out of it, is there anything additional that you haven't said that you want to say? I don't think so. Um, I think we said a lot. I think we've been pretty thorough. So, yeah, I don't have really anything else to add, I don't think. I, yeah. Um, I've you know, pissed everybody off and hopefully redeemed myself a little bit, so <laughs> there we go. I think we've both probably done that at, over the course of this. I've just done it slightly more politely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's... Uh, but uh, it's, that is true. Yeah. I, I tend to be a very matter-of-fact person sometimes, and... Uh, that's gotten me in trouble more than once. I mean, people listen to this show. It's fine. They, that's true. They, they know how I am. No, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about a, a moment of that. But uh, I think we've ended up with a good list. I've had a lot of fun constructing that list and uh, talking about a band that I genuinely love and uh, that I think you genuinely love. Uh, that, that's uh, That's been a good time, and I hope everybody listening to this had a good time listening to it as well. Uh, if nothing else, listen to our number one track, which is Where the Streets Have No Name. Uh, I mean, number two is the song One, 
I, I think we landed on that, kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, and with or without you, by default, would have to be number three. It would so. have to be. So we, there, there you go. you got a top three there. Uh, that's the first time we've done a top three on the Fab 15. Uh, so yeah, Don't get used to it. Yeah, don't, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll do something next time that will be... It'll be a number one. We'll be lucky if there's a number two. That's just how these shows normally go. Uh, but Checkmates, thank you so much for hanging out with that. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had doing it, and uh, I hope that uh, you'll contact us over at db at derekbrink.com and tell us what your opinions on what the Fab 15 U2 songs sh- should be. Or don't don't feel obligated to do a full 15. If you've got a three, that's fine. Sure. Like, you're 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 not making the show. You can have any number you want to. You can to. have three, you can have five, you can have... 52, you know, whatever. 52 is too many, but you can have as many 50. as you want to up to 51. All right. That's, uh, that's, that's the rule I'm going to put in place arbitrarily uh, because it's my show. Uh, but th- thank you all so much for listening. I've been your Uncle Derek. He's been your Uncle... Your, wait, what are you? Your Papa Dave. Uh, Papa Dave. Yeah, he's Not been uncle. your Papa Dave, uh, which outranks your uncle... Which is weird, because it's my show. But uh, he's your papa, and I'm your uncle. That's how it goes. Check out the uh, Papa Dave uh, playlist on Spotify for the Fab 15. Check out his blog at Dave at uh, dave.home.break.something. <laughs> what is enough. it? <laughs> uh, com. Yeah. yeah, check out his blog at that. Check out all the websites I said that relate to me at the start of this thing. Or just Google Mondays, you'll find it. Yeah, Google Mondays. Uh, in fact, if you want to find uh, more information about me, Google Mondays, and you'll find him. Uh, whatever you want to, whatever you want to learn more about, just Google Mondays. And you'll uh, fail the term paper you're researching. Uh, I'm very tired. This is getting really weird. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> tired, and I clearly need to go to bed. This is maybe the latest we've ever run doing this. Yeah, it's been... Uh, thank you all so much for know. listening. Uh, please remember to keep yourselves happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that Black Lives Matter. Please remember that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights our human rights, and that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And checkmates, please be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. Oh, also, I think Bono should be the last Doctor Who, but we'll talk about that some other time.